0: Does anyone else have crippling depression? Yeah. Yes. How did you know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the context of that is going to be totally lost when it comes time to be with that on YouTube. <laughs> There's context for that. What was the context? You, you were just saying like we were waiting for Bird. We won't want Bird to say anything funny, and then oh. I start the podcast with the least funny thing I can think of. Oh, that was probably the opposite of what you were saying before, though. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I I That was so. just
1: like a like a. All right, what welcome.
0: Do <laughs> <Fortinners> <laughs> what do you call it when it's the universe. Random
1: humor that comes out of nowhere? Anti humor? No, uh, like the nerds, save the U- god whatever. damn it! I'm trying to
0: <laughs> get this re-railed. Welcome Shh. to Podcast Twenty Two.
1: We're here do it. with Fine. Colonel RPG, our first guest ever, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've not had uh, random changing guest people since like before the previous podcast, yeah. even. Like, wait, That's right? I was the, the only the one the original when four I was to run.
2: Yeah, when I, when I was doing the uh, Let's Play podcast, I was like doing constant guests. That's exhausting, yeah. and I never want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's like, well, we could
0: talk about anything, but instead we're going to interview this person to, to, to organize somebody every single week. Well, it yeah, wasn't really. just
2: somebody, it was everybody but me. And so, like, uh, I had to. Oh, I had that's like oh, a list wow. of like a couple hundred people. I've and I had to run a podcast. Like that. <laughs> I yeah, right the podcast where you were the only cast member. <laughs> Yeah, and I would cycle people out and stuff like that, which was cool, but I had a list of, like, a couple hundred people uh, that I had to pick from, but also I also had to, like, kind of vet them, you know, how long they've been doing it, what's their quality, stuff like that, so it's uh-huh. effectively Unsucky Sunday, but you're actually making a video with them as opposed to just reviewing their stuff later, and so Ooh. it was it was a nightmare, especially because it was kind of the thing that, uh, Keith, you had done, like, a podcast with two new Let's Players and, like, kind of coached them on how to Let's Play, right?
1: Yeah, they both gave yeah, up and, and yeah, didn't exactly. make it very far. It feels really so good. Every, I was going to say... Wanted...
2: Everybody, everybody from say those a... podcasts pretty much just quit, and I was just like, well, this is kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I was going to say I wanted some of that coaching, but then uh, maybe I don't.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, probably great. not.
2: Well, the, the, coaching, the coaching was not the reason why they quit. The, the reason hard, why yeah. they quit was just because they weren't committed right. enough.
1: The hard reality right. I tried to give is just the fact that there's a lot of Dedication and luck involved, and that proved true. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so yeah, Colonel Watch so you, Colonel, 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 being like a yeah, military position, not like the operating uh. system or the inside of a food thing. he uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. guesses what kind yeah. of content he covers on his channel as a Let's player is
3: yeah. Well, it's most a mostly, lot of it's about oh, like, I know I know rocket propelled uh yeah, com- <laughs> computer role playing games. Uh yeah, mostly mm-hmm. western stuff. Uh, I thought it was, I thought CRPG was uh classic, not Uh well it stands uh, you, you I guess you can make the acronym for whatever, but uh, I think it mostly stands for computer role playing game because uh-huh. it uh, it it came from uh, the distinction between the normal role playing games which is the pen and paper, I guess. Oh yeah, your D&D. Yeah, you're right. And it is, yeah,
2: it is It is computer role playing game and the first that- one was Ultima. At least, yeah, it's just sort of a, a catch-all oh, yeah. for that whole well, like know.
3: isometric point-and-click style. Yeah, uh, I RPG. honestly
2: hadn't thought about that, but that makes perfect sense.
3: Yeah, yeah, the history of RPGs in in computer is actually a little bit uh, complicated to define. I think the first one usually is Akalabeth. I think in 1972 or something like that. It was a first person. Oh, he's uh, good. Oh, uh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. you've got a good guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what are you checking? I'm I'm not checking. No, um, no, just keep going. Are you just in the middle talking. of fact checking him or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> feel free I to
0: just, though. He, he's 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 teaching me things. I'm learning. <laughs> I
3: think yeah, Bird it's, has it's, a new favorite. Yes. <laughs> I uh, it just it just evolved over the years and it took a, a little while to start. I guess as, mm. as video games did in general, but um, isometric uh, role-playing games are not that old, all things considered. People tend to think that it's old technology. Well, in comparison to the first computer role-playing games, I, I think it's actually quite uh, innovative in stuff like that. But uh, I guess, you know, these days, I, I play mm. a little bit of everything.
2: Okay, I, before yeah. we go too much further, you're Portuguese? Or... Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I was um, like, you have
3: an accent, and it's definitely not... Uh, yeah, not... From American, in- yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I was born in Portugal. I live in Portugal. Never left the country, basically. You haven't uh, even left Portugal,
2: not even uh, to travel. A
3: little bit to Spain every once in a while, but you know, it's just wow, uh, like a couple hundred miles away. Not, yeah. not much. Yeah. Unfortunately, I unfortunately, mm-hmm. I, I would like to, tra- to travel though, but no, just haven't hasn't pre- presented the opportunity. I guess. So, I went on your channel to see what you were like and I saw that you're playing Stardew
0: Valley. Would you say that Stardew Valley is an <laughs> RPG? No, no, he's uh, got the
2: RPG mod on, so he uh he moves uh, is, but... <laughs> is there a level? Oh, I see. That's actually a Stardew
0: uh, Valley skin for Fallout
1: 2.
2: <laughs> he romances the uh the girl that lives in the trailer plus one um sex appeal. Mm. No. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess he doesn't go for that. Uh-huh. He's
0: not a pen. Okay, who are you romancing in Stardew Valley, then? The I think it's though. Abigail. I, uh, I think Abigail? It's, uh, Abigail, oh, yeah. <laughs> she,
3: uh, she likes it's chocolate fine. cake. Who doesn't like chocolate cake? Yeah, she, she eats rocks. She eats she quartz. Does. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what, what she rocks. likes. <laughs> I gave her a diamond. Mm, I was hungry. Yeah, Never-ending nice. story. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I I, I play no. a little bit of everything, though. We're mm-hmm. kind of centered on role-playing games, sure, but uh, uh, like I have Heroes of Might and Magic strategy game. But I least, love those <laughs> games. I, I I suck at it so much. <laughs> People just keep um, telling me. I'll the, bet I am, I am bad.
0: Uh, my favorite part of Heroes of Might and Magic is that I think it's the game... It's the one strategy game I've ever played that mimics real life the most, in that if you're born... If you're playing Heroes of Might and Magic and you randomly spawn on top of a gold mine, you win. I was about, oh, to, like I was real about life. to bring that
1: up because like it has the it has the civilization issue where you kind of want to keep re rolling the dice on spawning your world until you get
0: a good uh, spawn point, and that yeah, massively the, changes the entire. I give game. that game a hard time because I really do have a soft spot for it, but it is so <laughs> broken in so many
3: different ways. I'm pl- I'm playing the third one though, and I'm playing the campaign as well. Never never played yeah. the uh, skirmish mode or oh well then yeah. you've missed a lot of what makes that game
0: unforgiving um, yeah. <laughs> broken so yeah. the campaigns are actually pretty fun in here as a M- magic but i played a lot of the skirmishes back in the day with my friends and it was just like oh great you spawned on top of like your primary oh. resource and a gold mine so you're like tier four already and i have um well i have a i have a
1: dude so
2: so pretty <laughs> much our experience with stellaris then
1: Yeah, Yeah. you quickly realize why all the popular RTSs clearly spawn you in a cookie-cutter base with the same, like, crystal and Vespine gas things and whatever that are just always there. Because when you randomize it like any, like, uh, 4X game, for example,
0: it's Mm -hmm. just, like, you can just lose because of the first second of the game. (laughs) Yeah, that's very (laughs) true. That's why probably there's a lot more of a competitive scene for StarCraft than there is for uh, Civ 4. for example. Yeah, although the randomization (laughs) makes for a more interesting game than... Sort of the I mean, well, I would stuff. rather watch a StarCraft game than I would ever watch a Civ game. No,
1: personally, yeah, yeah. yeah. But within their genres yeah, and pastings so well. and stuff. But that's for like that's kind of a
3: symptom of different stuff. Yeah, I guess so. It's interesting. Uh, for a long while, I knew about uh, StarCraft compa- competitive gameplay, uh-huh. uh, but I never watched anything, uh, and I I know what to play play StarCraft. And and, now you're and a let's player. <laughs> Well, it's it's just a transition, I guess, from somebody that plays video games to somebody that plays them on the internet. is is a funny story, I guess. But when I st- uh, when I watched my first competitive StarCraft game, it's like it's like what it's really close to watching sports game in any yes. other sense. But you don't yeah. really get that impression without actually watching it, which is interesting. Absolutely, I like uh, I, I I felt that way. Um, the first esports game I ever watched
0: was uh, Dota Two. And it totally, like, clicked instantly why it's called eSports, because especially (laughs) if you're watching with, like, a big crowd, it has the exact same emotional highs and lows that you get as a spectator of an actual sporting event.
3: Yeah, I I totally see that. I Mm -hmm. guess it depends on the game to the extent where you get that, but StarCraft is really good for that. No wonder it got so popular in Korea Uh, (laughs) as as an eSports game, I guess. Mm -hmm.
0: I've watched a little bit of competitive Starcraft 2. I haven't seen any um, competitive Starcraft 1 except for like a gif here and there. But uh yeah. Starcraft 2 is it's exhilarating, you know, if you get really into it, you're like, "Oh my god, every single moment is like so intense and you're so with it."
3: Yeah, it's it, it, it it's a, it's a, a strategy game in the middle of it all. Yeah. So it's, it's kind not of like watching skilled. Wander
0: play Slime Rancher. You're just like, oh my god, he's gonna get that pink slime! He's gonna get oh, the no. shit out of slime! Oh no, the slime jumped he totally over the wall! That, he totally missed that lucky slime on episode 6. No. Dude, I,
2: I actually got a message the other day, like, being really harsh on me for, like, my decision-making in Slime Rancher, and I'm like... Yeah. What?! Mm-hmm.
1: listen I've gotten like, those comments for Sonic the Hedgehog and Alone in the Dark 2008 I got, like I, can I got them play in terrible games no one should be defending and they'll still be like, <laughs> like they'll be criticizing your micro
2: <laughs> yep Bird <laughs> slash RPG, in, like, the first spring, there's, like, one kind of secret crop that you can get from, like, the festival. Was it, like, strawberries yeah, or something? Yeah, you get the strawberry seeds yeah. from yes. the uh, yeah. festival. I, I saw them, and I was like, I don't have enough money, and I don't have any, like, field space, so I'm not gonna bother. And, like, very consistently, that was something people were just absolutely, like, just shaming for. <laughs> well, yeah, me for. because
0: all they gave is shit. They didn't give a shit until they, like, heard, like, this is what you can do. Because, like, nobody... You don't know that's there when you play Stardew Valley unless you're reading the wiki and, like, heard about it ahead of time. Because there's no indication, or, like, yeah. there's going to be this extremely expensive crop on day eight that you can only get once a year. And it's really valuable the next year. And that's <laughs> that's, wait, that's all the ammo it you need to, wait a minute, to you're not supposed, somebody.
3: <laughs> you're not supposed to blend it in the first year? Because that's what I did. I got no, yeah, lucky
0: you're definitely not
3: supposed to plant it in the first oh. year, you fucking
0: oh. noob. I can't <laughs> fucking believe you. Get the like fuck somebody, off my podcast. <laughs> it's like when
1: someone loads up, like, my part one of my Zelda playthrough two months after release, and I was like, oh my god, what's wrong with you? You're going past all the secrets, and it's like, you're supposed to learn over the course of the next, like, hundred hours what the
0: secrets look like in that game. Mm-hmm. But, no, um, what you're supposed to do with the strawberries is uh, if you plant them the same year... You mm-hmm. aren't getting the... Because you, you're planting them with only three weeks left in the oh, season. that's right. So yeah, you're actually, like, cutting down on your total amount of profit, which yeah. you would know if you weren't a fucking moron. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just saw them. I wanted strawberries. <laughs> then they, didn't, they didn't give me a kitchen yet, so I can't make them with... No, nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> got all these recipes and I can't, can't make them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, think... what made you start... Um, your channel, Colonel RPG. Oh, it's, it's a long story. It's kind of, I, I guess, I guess there's a lot of, it's a sad. lot of uh, aspects, I guess. But the main one is that um, I love role-playing games and there's not a lot of uh, YouTubers doing role-play games. Um, not That's just, fair, yeah. Yeah, not just the big ones, I guess. I, I'm enjoying, currently enjoying a lot The Witcher 3 um, on, on stream though, but uh, doing highlights mm-hmm. for YouTube. But, mm-hmm. you know, old stuff like Fallout 1 and 2 and uh, yeah, I don't know... Uh, just stuff like that, like uh, the age of decadence, the indie games, that indie RPGs, I guess, uh, that barely anybody covers, but uh, that I mm-hmm. just have a heck heck of a time with it, and uh, I That's, I saw yeah. an opportunity. Yep. Yeah, I
0: really enjoy a lot of those um early like Black Isle titles. Yeah, like, yeah, and uh, just so many of those uh RPGs in the computer back then, like Icewind Dale um Mm -hmm. planescape torment that was one of my favorites gotta love that game fallout 2 like you mentioned was actually one of the first games of that genre i ever played yeah me as well um, it was great i think my favorite part of fallout 2 was the very first thing i did was sequence break the shit out of that game without even knowing it i just (laughs) went straight south from the town and i wound up in um um the enclave i wound up in, in the enclave base Oh, um, you got that was the yeah. very first place I went to, and I got like <laughs> the best equipment in the game within the first like you ten minutes lunch. of the world map opening up, and I was like, yeah. "Well, this yeah, is
1: a it's, good game." That's <laughs> not really cool to do, but a can game do that. Just lets yeah. you do stuff, though. Like, it's, yeah, like Zelda is a beautiful I have, thing. I have forty six episodes of Zelda, and I haven't met Impo, which is the first objective you get after tutorial. <laughs> you the tutorial. That's the mark of a to. good it's game you could just go do stuff. It's great mm-hmm. when that when kind of when that kind of option is given to you. It gets messy though but, in a game like yeah. Wasteland 2, where they they're trying to recapture that kind of stuff. But then the game can mm-hmm. genuinely break itself if you don't yeah. follow its quests like note to note. sometimes, was your uh, happened, was your yeah. first playthrough Neo Scavenger on YouTube?
3: Yes, my first episode was Neo Scavenger. I just love that game. It's another indie. It's almost. I I don't know if you can call it an RPG. I guess it's got a little bit of that. But um, I saw it on spider Cat's channel, and I was I I found it through there, and I was like, I I want to play this game. And I tried uh,
2: playing that game, and just for the life of me, I could <laughs> not. What well, was it? The cats? Oh no, no there's Dogman. I think. Yeah. Um. Neo, Neo Scavenger is like oh, um,
0: that. Neo Scavenger. Okay. Yeah.
2: Like the I concept you were talking about that
0: Kitty Cat game you're that we were playing yesterday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, you're thinking of the cat games, God, that oh that game the... hilarious. So, so joke. based on the
0: date
1: there, then you're uh, you're two weeks away from your uh, your two year anniversary of your channel.
3: Indeed, indeed, uh, it's it's been two years already, and I'm still enjoying it. I, I, I'm saying I, I was going to say I'm still enjoying it as much as the beginning. I, I was I was going to lie there. No, I'm enjoying it more than ever. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's good. Uh, yeah, just absolutely. Liar. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, the more. I guess. The more you learn how to relate to the games that you play uh, at, at, while talking, I guess, the better you can take that pleasure out. It, it's a different experience, I found. Um, because I talk a lot. I like talking a lot, like uh, just going on tangents. I'm currently playing mm-hmm. through... Boy, um, is this the business for you. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. It yeah. shows well. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I guess some people don't like that, though, but uh, I, I try to keep it
0: oh, under control, they I guess. don't. What a surprise people don't <laughs> like something.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, uh, you know, it's for those who enjoy it. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm playing, uh, um, you guys mentioned this game in, in, a, in a podcast a, f- a few weeks ago, uh, Torment Tides of Numenera. I think Keith said uh, something about it. Uh, yeah. You ended up not playing it on the channel. It was a very busy month. I'm mm. having so much fun with that game, uh, but I do go on a lot of tensions because the game—it's a sort of game that really puts you in situations and shows you people that y- it's really. This was the uh, I guess.
0: spiritual successor of Planescape Torment you're talking about, exactly. right? Exactly. I was
1: exactly.
3: barely
0: yeah. following the development of that. Is it a spiritual yeah. successor um, or just a genuine sequel?
3: No, no, it's not. It doesn't even take place in the same uh, in the same setting. Okay, uh, so because it no t- yeah.
1: they don't have Planescape rights probably. Yeah. Actually, right. it's like, it backfired. Isn't, isn't, on, yeah. Because Planescape's yeah. like an external thing, right? Planescape yeah, is d and D
3: setting. Okay, that's yeah, yeah that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And T- Time, of and Numenera is a different uh, pen and paper RPG. Uh, it's right. written by the same guy that that wrote Planescape, but I think it backfired on them because a lot of people were expecting the same sort of experience, same sort of game that Planescape: Torment mm-hmm. Wars. And uh, well,
0: the very cool thing about um, the Planescape IP that was afforded to them, and I know nothing about Planescape Numenera. Mm-hmm. what was that something like that um yeah, yeah but uh the the thing that made planescape really cool was you could like walk these different planes of existence and stuff and there like were these mist? portals just kind of all over the place and you were just like you would like walk around and you'd find like this wormhole to this new galaxy and stuff like that so did that experience did they have that in this no. game but that's no. it does sound like a missed See, crpg <laughs> The thing, it kind the thing, of, yeah, I could totally see that comparison. So, so
1: Colonel RPG is probably right about the uh, people expecting something else because the first yeah. review you find on Steam is a negative <laughs> review from someone saying Planescape uh, Torment remains one of my top five all-time favorite games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's Uh-oh. kind of another. Nearly, ne- ne- yeah.
3: <laughs> nearly every single negative review mentions Planescape Torment, and I'm, I'm not saying that it's wrong to, to say that. They did only include the Torment name for marketing reasons because it has no connection whatsoever. What I yeah. think they did wrong, though, is that they kind of looked at Planescape Torment and they said, okay, this game has lot of, lots of text. Let's make the best game we can make with lots of text. And they went overboard with that. <laughs> th- How do you
0: go <laughs> overboard? Planescape Torment already went overboard. it oh, like no, 7 million
3: words. <laughs> no, it's not as much. But they they really go overboard with, with Numenera. Uh, but I think the end result, if you take it for what it is, I think it's really... Um, it works well. I think they did a good job, but it is not... A spiritual, or ne- not necessarily a spiritual successor to, to Planscape. Uh, so, That's yeah, a, shame, a lot of people. But yeah, I guess it, I
0: probably should have seen it coming because I never heard anyone talking about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah.
1: how In Exile's trajectory goes because there was pretty similar feedback for Wasteland 2 when it came out, which they it's also true. made and which is also a spiritual successor. Oh, I, actually, that one was just an actual sequel to yeah. the first Wasteland, but a lot of people were like, this isn't a Wasteland. It was a lot of people's response, basically. <laughs>
0: Well, who would yeah. want the original
1: Wasteland Oh, again? God, it looks like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, what, but what they got was another game that basically made XCOM as their combat model, which seems to be the popular way mm-hmm. of, of a lot of RPGs handling things, because we have now uh, the Wasteland series and the Shadowrun series are both like these text adventure walk around, talk to people with adventures, where the moment combat starts, it transforms into XCOM. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if
3: anyone, if everyone's really on board with that. Yeah, it's really tricky because uh, I think in terms of uh, *Wasteland 2* in, in *Wasteland in 2*'s case, I think it was more about uh, outright just the quality of the game. I felt when I played it the first time, I felt that it was, as you were saying it before, so it's, it's not open. You can break the yeah. game easily if you just walk around, and that was a problem, mm-hmm. and it's still a problem in the uh, director's cut. But uh, well, for what it is, it it's an okay game. I, I feel that. Uh, there's some interesting characters and situations, but it could be so much more. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to their third because they're de- developing wasteland three right now. Yes. uh Yeah. Which has the most confusing
1: feature list that I read. <laughs> like when it talks yeah. about like asynchronous co-op, I'm like, wait, what are you saying? Are we gonna <laughs> we're gonna like would water uh, I be in the same through. world when we're
0: not playing at the same time? And like, yeah. can we like make each other miss story points? Like. Yeah, somebody will play through, and then when you get there, their ghost appears, and you have to you have to play faster <laughs> than them. Like uh, there might to, be there to... might
1: be a detailed description of that by now because it's been a while since the initial pitch happened. But at the time, I, I was like, expect that. I was literally like, "What are you talking about with your game?" I'm like, "What is <laughs> like?" I get the that... basic part of Wasteland Three, where it'll be like a sequel to Wasteland Two and more content, more gameplay. But when it talked about the new features, I was like, "I cannot interpret that based on how
3: I know video games as of today." <laughs> Yeah, their company has the problem is that exile has a a a, tr- a backtrack, I guess. Is it backtrack the word of Background? of doing that history? History, history yeah, yeah, history, yeah. Uh, of of doing that, just basically, they go about their uh, Kickstarter campaigns in a little bit of a of a mess, and they never really explain it's, much.
0: It's a shame because that company has some of the most creative people
3: in the whole video game industry, and they're well, just not yeah. able to
0: find their footing.
3: Yeah, the, a lot of them have been leaving the company. Actually, uh, not not yeah. everybody, but it's it's been a problem for them. Uh, I, yeah. I I expect oh my good God. things, I'm, but so I'm looking at this description real
1: quick of the multiplayer, and they talk about people being able to work cooperatively or ca- or against each other in the same world, like seemingly oh, in no, real time it's
0: Wasteland 3 dark
1: souls like it yeah. seemed, which, well, it, <laughs> which <laughs> game is this it seems like in Wasteland, Wasteland three, 3 you might be Wasteland able to make three. two separate squads in the same world that are working at the same time in real time but like maybe even in different locations and like working against each other's interests and stuff like that like you could just ar- the way it sounds you might be able to arrive at a settlement and find out the other team already screwed with it or something like
2: i don't even uh,
1: yeah, we'll see when it comes out. <laughs> I, I it's can't like wait to fortress.
2: <laughs> I can't wait to try that. If only because it would be really funny for one session to like just take two or four of us and just ruin a world. And they'd be yeah, like, "That was stupid. Let's work together next time." Is we should find a way
0: to like min max our efforts to ruin Keith's playthrough. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would. have to you do make that...
1: Like separate playthroughs for that, probably. Which sounds very like a much, in its own right. Wow! Rate. What the hell is going on with my webcam? it just
2: made me you look do, so white. <laughs> you do that with Dark Souls, Keith?
1: Yeah, but Wasteland Two was an ordeal to get through. That was a big one. Ooh, it was had, a, big, had, a big game. There was but, neat uh, stuff, but also like very clear moments of like kind of having to fight the game to get through it because like it wanted. There was moments where it would kind of fall apart moment to moment. One of the biggest ones was actually like the final hurdle is like you beat the final encounter of the game and there's like a ticking clock for an explosion to go off and but it's a crpg so you're like how do i get there in time i'm trying to like trying to like do skill checks to open doors and like trying to deal with the fact that there's a tick tock while that's like Mm -hmm. like the, the the clock just won't stop counting down like even when like dialogue is happening like they made. A, yeah. I think they made a weird move at one point of like having ambient dialogue where a guy is sitting there and just talking, and you can hear them when you're standing next to them. So your your RPG instinct is to stand there and wait for him to finish talking, but then you don't have time <laughs> to finish the yeah. level before you die. <laughs> I
2: I have a, a very I have a we very awful in Fantasy Star that was really annoying. <laughs> never never yeah. played Fantasy Star though. Yeah, uh, it was like an old MMO, but. Um, Oh, we, a good we one. had like a I time mission to go get like four gene samples or something like that, and we just barely made it. And it's like, congratulations, you got the thing, but like it had to go through some dialogue for flavor. Oh right, we lost oh. because it took too long to turn the quest in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, because it was it was one of those where it's like, hey, you got the thing, and we're gonna do this with it, and this, and this, and this, and, this and, this. and then in the middle of it, mm-hmm. it just pops up. You failed the quest, returning okay. to mission hub, and it's like, mm-hmm. what? No yeah. what? And, and the whole time you were talking there, I was just
0: yelling at you, like, wander, turn it in, turn it in, turn it in, turn it in, and then we <laughs> failed it, and I think we actually stopped playing the game after that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was the last time we uh played the game because it was I for want of Wine to play it more. It's just like we it, all got too busy. Of, Other yeah. things needed
2: it took precedence. Yeah. I mean, but we that, had spent that like now me In
1: Wasteland 2 was when the dialogue yep. made me fail the ending of the game. I had to replay the entire final fight.
4: <laughs> Ooh.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite That's of bad. a quick time the event game was mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest thing that happened for me recently was uh actually in uh Manira. I had mm-hmm. There was a quest that I had a decision, uh, basically you had to choose either to help the guy or help whoever that guy was trying to kill. And mm-hmm. I chose to, hel- to help the guy that was the victim there, uh, and then I went back to the, the, the guy that gave me the quest, and I expecting was like, he, he him to just scream at me and just be upset. No, nope, he was thankful that I helped him, uh, so the tr- the quest triggered the wrong way, and basically I got both rewards. But yeah. never... I don't remember getting... Yeah, that, w- that was a good one, but I never... I don't remember getting any... This sounds like the issue with uh,
1: Mass Effect 2 where Conrad Werner would just forget what ch- what dialogue choice he chose with him in the <laughs> first previous game, and he would just act like you pointed a gun in his face and threatened him in, for all oh. future games. <laughs> mm. They just glitched mm. yeah. that
3: one out. <laughs> yeah, it just failed, failed variables, I guess. That's how programming goes. I actually have like weird
1: programming stuff to bring up about, uh, specifically Mass Effect Andromeda, because I've been playing through that and there's some really weird issues with like <laughs> continuity and basic like scene structure and things like that. So oh. when you're playing that game, uh first of all like the old BioWare games, the older ones like uh Mass Effect and and uh Dragon Age both had problems that the that not 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 like problems in the game itself, but a problem for the developers to overcome was the idea that mm-hmm. certain characters could be not in your party or in your party in at any given moment and you have the cho- You have the option to not recruit almost every single character in each of those stories, which leads yeah, to crazy right. variables, and they were like, we're up to the challenge, let's just do it right, and they did it. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda tries to sidestep the problem by making, as far as I can tell, every single character a mandatory party member that joins just at a specific part of the story no matter what, and they still messed it up. <laughs> So they, they, what happens is they fail to do basic script script checks as far as like whether or not you've gotten to certain ports of the game or whether or not you've met certain characters yet. So wait hmm. wait 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 okay keep going. So f- f- on a slight side thing, one bigger thing is that you you meet an alien race in the game, and at the very very beginning of the game, before you've ever met them, you can already give your uh your land vehicle their paint pattern, you can, that's named uh-huh. after them that you've never met before. But on a more immediately weird pro- thing, uh, like uh, I, I, so I had the specific case where I got a message about characters talking about setting up a poker game and the poker game involved a, the alien character that I've never recruited yet or met or met a single <laughs> member of the entire alien race of yet. So it's just a name and I'm like, who? But then mm-hmm. once that happened, other people have been telling me what happens in their game. And one of the other ones is that like, if you, you meet PB and Drac on the first planet... And if you recruit PB then leave and and leave the planet, Uh, PB will already be living, she'll already be hanging out in her little uh, uh, escape pod as her home base despite never having the scene yet of where she goes to the escape pod which will still happen later as if it's a new thing even though you've seen her in the escape pod before. But also Mm -hmm. she'll talk about Drac if you talk to her. (laughs) Who you've never met yet and is not in your party. And like oh, there's like a bunch of really bad scripting things where the game can't keep track of who's in your party,
0: even t- though they sidestep the the complication of letting you not recruit people. See, I was in my head picturing <laughs> something a whole lot worse, where like some NPC is like, Sarah, good to see you, and Daryl, you're doing well. And then there's like some aliens like, ha, and you're
3: like, I've never recruited this
0: person before. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's that's probably I think I would imagine that's probably the hardest stuff to do in an RPG. Uh, yes, and it, it managing your story
0: and pruning your like you know branches so yeah. that it's yeah. still cohesive is really really hard. It's so just one of those things that you really can always a just say on this yeah, not you actually can always being say it and then not <laughs> you
3: know. But it it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be a an RPG. I guess even just adventure games. I guess uh you're playing uh, Keith, you're playing um. Horizon Zero Dawn, I think it is. Didn't you yeah. have something similar like that in that game? I don't remember though. What uh, I'm, I've been watching your Let's Play, but like, was there a continuity uh, problem in Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah,
2: um, I think so. Um, Didn't I'm somebody it of one? It feels mm. disjointed to some degree, but that's only because the game itself has um, Content it tiles, have, I guess. Well, because uh, it's, a it's a bit like, like, like such that, a, because it's such of a. What's the example? I guess it's such an open-world game that, yeah. like, if you're uh, if you're not playing them back-to-back or if you are playing every mission back-to-back, the story starts getting really weird and awkward-feeling. Oh, oh! I just had one. I, yeah, I
1: just remembered the one from Horizon Zero Dawn that happened really recently is that uh, you get to an enemy encampment, because the game has enemy encampments throughout it that you can wipe out and clear them out, and they become friendly encampments, because they re-inhabit it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... You also reach a story chain where you can you get sent on a series of bounty hunting missions to kill three people and take them out. Then there are these various locations being old maniacal villains and stuff. One of them is within one of those uh, enemy encampments, but I took out the enemy encampment first, then got the bounty hunter mission, which still was located in the enemy encampment, but it was no longer an enemy encampment, but a bunch of friendly soldiers. <laughs> So this guy was sitting on top of this building and holding three people hostage and seemingly threatening to execute them all, while just <laughs> surrounded with friendly, friendly guards town. and
3: villagers not acknowledging them in any way. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. that's. I don't think I I wasn't thinking of that one because I don't think I've seen that episode yet. But it that's might not be of, up yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the that sort of stuff. That, I mean, it's it's just really hard to make games because of that, but yeah. that's what makes good games as well, right? Just being able to have a world that reacts to your actions. I mm-hmm. feel anyway. That's what makes it interesting. That's what Zelda's really good at, actually, is that like I'm I'm
1: actively ignoring the main quest, and the game is actively changing everyone's dialogue to reflect that throughout the entire open world. That's awesome. <laughs> because they oh, can't acknowledge awesome. certain things, and they can't spoil certain things, and stuff like that. So like, they just have different dialogue when I get to them, and it's all that's different. Awesome.
3: That's awesome. That's proper attention to detail right there. Like the first thing I did was go to the desert and
1: meet Cass, who you're supposed to meet at like a bird village later on, and like he and he like mm-hmm. he gives he tells you his entire even even the, these in these disparate locations he'll like still tell you the stuff that he's supposed to tell you when you reach him at the designated location, and they just reshuffle the dialogue around and they may just make it work. But that's like the Nintendo polish, I guess.
0: And Mass Effect does not currently have Nintendo polish. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's did a lot not. of polish that
0: it needs, I guess. Didn't last month they sell, uh, Nintendo sold more copies of Breath of the Wild than they sold the Switches? Yeah, yep. they did.
2: Uh, uh f- specifically, they sold more copies of Breath of the Wild for the Switch than Switches. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, it wouldn't be uh.
1: noteworthy because of the Wii U version. Yes. Oh, oh. true. That makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. Wow.
2: That's, that's awesome. Uh, so I, 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 I listened a, to some of the, uh, justifications, and part of it is there were a number of, uh, there are a number of people uh that were buying it because there were promotions to get like uh Breath of the Wild for twenty percent off, specifically oh, on uh-huh. like Amazon and stuff like that. Uh huh. So it made it a little bit easier for them to um, you know, justify like, hey, you know, I wanna I wanna pick this up. Um
1: and I wonder if maybe some people couldn't get their switch, but they were like, But I'll grab Zelda and yeah. all the amiibos for yeah. later.
2: Because Probably, uh yeah. If you guys have been following it at all, there have been supply issues as always. Whenever Nintendo yep. puts out <laughs> a new platform, it always uh, uh, it always has supply issues. Whereas uh, Breath of the Wild, they did not have the <clears> issue because <throat> it's just a disc. Yeah, yep.
1: <laughs> and people can Speak- buy it online.
0: I wonder if the figure includes that. Speaking of, did you hear what Nintendo did with the uh, NES uh, Classic? Yeah, they discontinued production. They discontinued it. Really? Yeah, man, that sucks so much. Why? Wasn't
1: wasn't the story there that they made the classic and then it was so short on supply that nobody could ever really get a hold of it and then they just canceled it before anyone really could get it? Yeah, everyone wanted it.
0: Like Everyone was (laughs) like, come on, make more, make more, make more. And then they were like, okay, we're discontinuing this entirely. It doesn't. It no. sucks. It makes- I hope that they they cancel it because I want in three months for them to release like the Nintendo Omni that like <laughs> has the virtual console and just like like bundles read- up everything.
1: So I did read one comment that was saying that the uh, that the article is misinterpreting it and saying that they were just st- that in the reality was they were just stopping the production for the season until the next one or something. But I didn't follow up on that to see if there was more. No, oh, I didn't it. follow up on that, oh. on that either. Yeah, game we journalism is also often that.
3: so wrong that it might actually be mm-hmm. inaccurate. <laughs> well it it used to be worse though if there's one thing I feel that game journalism is i think i think it's been better lately i well it depends on I've never followed it before never followed it now so i don't know yeah i <laughs> like i think it was back around two thousand and six two thousand and seven I was really into um uh, i wanted to mm-hmm. be a game journalist um i was um i i, I my uh, even my university i i i i studied archaeology. But I wanted to get into journalism, and then I changed uh, because I thought archaeology would be better, which turned out it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Big surprise. But I I was really involved for a long while in game journalism, and I remember it being really problematic. Back in I think 2007, there was even like GameSpot were firing guys that were were doing... There was one guy that that did a bad review of a... I don't remember. Mm. I think it was Tomb Raider or something. And uh, because the company had paid... uh, Gamespot or something for some reason they fired a guy or whatever it's just oh big, yeah big bad well, that's stuff that's kind back of a then. common
2: story the uh are we the... talking about jeff uh jeff Gersman? probably i think
3: so that sounds familiar, firing yeah.
1: him for his review of uh C- canan lynch Cannon lynch oh that's,
3: the one. that's yeah. what it was yeah that's, yeah, that's why
1: that's what that's what gave birth to giant bomb is everyone left G- GameStop when that happened and made it made giant bomb which is like the best <clears throat> game website
3: <laughs> And they have, like, the best yeah, gaming podcast. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, I, I think these days it's better than it used to be. Also because mm-hmm. I think YouTubers also uh, removed a little bit of the need for game journalism just to expose games. Because we, we're here just to, you know, it's have true. fun with the games and, and show the games. So game journalism ge- can dedicate itself to just critics and, you know, that sort of analysis. Now, I mean, there,
2: there's still, like, uh, tons of controversies over, like you know, people fixing scores and stuff like that. I don't remember what this site was, but there's a a site. It's kind of one of the smaller, like, uh, you know, just text-based review sites. But Mm -hmm. uh, they've been having a lot of issues lately because the the main guy that owns the site, um, he will, you know, change scores and, like, switch reviews around so they sound more positive to go in line with the, you know, money being thrown at them and stuff like that. Um, Mm. But what he will do is if the person pisses him off or leaves the company he will uh he will wipe all accreditation to the person so if keith starts writing a bunch of you know reviews from this guy or like for this site this guy and you know eventually keith quits this guy will put his name over where keith's was <laughs> saying like you know
3: i wrote this, this was review. mine yeah. yeah
1: i used to fancy myself a little bit of a games journalist and i was like writing reviews and stuff for a website called tech goblin oh yeah like, he we used did- to do that that was, like, the early days where, like, I, uh... Basically before mm-hmm. Sad Games, even. Like, before doing yeah. Let's Plays, I was just like, I'm gonna write reviews of things and write about news. And I'm picturing a review out being there. like,
0: I really, really liked this game. This game
3: was a lot of fun.
0: It has very big levels. That's the worst part,
3: He's That's the worst part is doing reviews because you know from the start that you can't fall on that. And one of the things <laughs> that I've... I actually did reviews as well. I mean, in Portuguese, though. But I did reviews for a a small website that we had um, here as well, Uh, and uh, the first thing I learned is that you can't focus too much on what you know subjective stuff. So you can you need to focus on what the game does and what you feel it could do. But at the end of the day, at the end of the review, if you don't say outright if you like the game or not, it just people get out of the review like okay. Yeah, they're not gonna know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's it's a tricky balance. Mm -hmm. I feel anyway.
0: So, uh, uh being he, a critic, did you give everything? Yeah,
3: it's really being a critic gets his shit on. <laughs> yeah, you know who get, who got it right though from the beginning. Oh, uh, Yazzi, what's his name? I, I know it's Yazzy. the guy ben, from uh, Ben Crosson. Yeah. Zero,
2: zero punctuation is yeah. pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. And I've been, been watching him a lot again lately. Forever. Just sound universally
1: uh, angry, and
0: people will just become <laughs> numb to it, like South Park. That's true. You can't tell, even even like he's like. I really like Portal Two. Portal Two is really good. I have a lot of fun when I play Portal Two. It's like, oh, he... do, you, do you like Portal Two, or what is what is this? <laughs> I
3: can't tell.
0: <laughs> you do a good Yati. Mm,
3: that was. Um, that sounded, that sounded close to him.
0: That's good. I don't. I my 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 uh, impersonations are either one hundred or they're or they're goofy. I feel like or they use somewhere in the voice
1: To say I do not like it, green eggs and ham.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. Anyway, yeah. Oh boy. Um, so that <laughs> suddenly nobody knows what to say to that. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> should I, I mean... read out some green eggs
1: and ham? I, I have a, I have like a really weird gripe to have with uh with. <laughs> oh with man. What? Do you guys want to talk about Mass Effect anymore? Because not oh, really.
0: Boy. I'm kind of done. Boy. Yeah. Yeah boy it's like it's like you want to talk about suicide squad some more keith like i just gotta
1: i just gotta point out just one thing real quick which Mm -hmm. is that that game tells you about a cloister of sequestered monks that that that, their entire point is isolationism and separateness and so on so they can maintain their internal stories and so on right the moment you get there you call down a a fucking forward station from orbit And it just camps yes. in the middle of their cloister and it's there forever now and you and, and then
2: they hand you side
1: quests and you get weapons <laughs> out of it because it's a fucking armory and you put call that down like you, you, in Mass effect you are the bad guys you are the uh-huh. invading alien force from every movie ever you you just you colonize <laughs> other people's planets they're already living on and fill them, fill them with weapons and act like they're the bad guys. There's yeah, a whole it's, planet no, where you're I killing, where you're just killing the people s- that live there already, <laughs> and they're not even like they weren't attacking you at the nexus. You were just like attacking them on their home planet, mm. and then like and then you go like, well, these guys are racist. It's like you're you're on their home killing them.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's no wonder though, right? But you're the Pathfinder though, so that it justifies it all. Everything's oh, okay. Bad. That's enough, mass <laughs> Effect for now. So I you got know, a the chosen that, one. The I got prophecy. a question to read because it yeah. baffled
1: me. Yep. <laughs> Diego Santos asks, "Do you imagine yourself still playing video games? I assume is what they meant to say uh, in seventy years or more."
0: Oh Jesus, that's a long time
1: I expect from now. To be
3: dead, hundred and ten <laughs> years old, still playing video games. Of course you will, right? At <laughs> that I age, will be, what uh, else? I
1: will be ninety-seven years old in seventy years. <laughs> so I expect to be quite dead, or we're living in a utopian society where I am still twenty. Like, oh no, I revert to being 20. In which
0: case, sure. <laughs> but, I, I would like yeah, to be a... The answer is either I'm
2: dead or yes. I guess is really the... the, the, the that's <laughs> basically he it. He is going to be a digitized personality that exists purely to play video games. Can
1: I be
3: Xerxes from System Shock? <laughs>
2: was he the He's
1: good one or the evil one?
3: <laughs> mm, no, it was the bad one. I'll
1: have a, I'll have a
3: face made out of binary. No, no
0: Shodan was
1: the right? bad one.
3: Xerxes was the know. one that was just think like, Xerxes I would was like even... to fly the ship.
0: I don't think Xerxes fly was the even
1: aware to be honest. I think it
0: was just yeah. an AI. Didn't Xerxes just, like, fucking make sure the vending machines didn't run out of soda and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, I'm helpful. Uh. Yeah, and then Shodan, like, overtook his mind and became, like,
1: evil Xerxes. <laughs> like, and like always, you can send questions into fornerdsquestions at
3: gmail.com. There's an unusually early Thanks reminder. Thanks for
0: the ones in the podcast, everybody. I think I sent everybody? you one...
3: I think I sent you a, a question once, but it was really answer, like, it? A, so, so, no, I answer it? it was really philosophical and political and uh i, oh, I no. knew it was <laughs> uh. it was the worst question let's see if I can find it <laughs> <laughs> just to uh just yeah, I sent it from my email <clears throat> so you probably you, you might find it uh, just to touch on the um on playing video games at an old age i think um if you look at you know uh, well, I, I, I guess I, my, my society, as it were, it's a, can be a little bit different, I guess. But, you know, old people these days here probably play, like, Sudoku and mm-hmm. even just, you know, any no, sort of puzzle old games. All the people are playing
1: Flappy Bird now and, like, Farmville and Facebook games. Yes.
3: But just, yeah, but so, the sort of games that, you know, keeps the brain working and just sort of puzzle games, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, and I think it's... Uh, that's At least mm-hmm. that part of games is always going to be there. Who knows what gaming is going to be like in 70 years, if if there's even going to be gaming, because who knows?
0: I'm going to get a little heavy here, but in 70 years, like, medical technology is going to be so, so advanced that, like, even though we say, like, yeah, I'll be dead in 70 years, that might not be true. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) We could see people that live to be, like, 150 or 170 years old um, within our... Lifetimes. Assuming we live that long, I guess. But uh, I kind of screwed up that thought. The point is, like, there—the first person who's going to live to be 150 is probably alive today, for example, and, and they're not if us. You, <laughs> if probably you, you not. <laughs> maybe, but like, if you can, if you can stay alive long enough, like, medical technology can just keep you going and going and going, and then, like, who the fuck knows? how long All able able are going to get there is be soon. the villain
1: of every story <laughs> That's true it's i cannot the, find this email if, if it exists <laughs> i will inject oh, myself a, with the
0: like blood a of of pre-teenage <laughs> heroes
3: I, who will or maybe i i dreamt it but it, I, I think the only thing that, <laughs> the only thing that you need to look at is for example like my 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 grandmother is uh, 84 i think my granddad from my father's side died at 93 And uh, when he was born, the average expectancy for, for, you know, age expectancy, life expectancy Expectancy, uh, was like 60. So Mm -hmm. that's 50% more because the life expectancy is not when you are born. Like ours is probably, Mm -hmm. what, 70, 80 when we were born. But as time moves on, if nothing Mm -hmm. terrible happens. It's also probably kind of an average, right? Yeah, it's yeah. always always an average. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And it it reflects um like childhood, birth, surviving through birth and stuff you like basically that. Basically, just need to
1: go around and kill some twenty year olds to boost your stats.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, actually yeah. not. You would if get
2: XP.
3: That's what they like experience.
2: <laughs> How weird would that be if you like punched a duck and you gave him one EXP and it, like popped up very clear as day, and like a or something. <laughs> You like probably like outlevel
0: level him in no time. I've, I've punched the stuck, and now I know math better. <laughs> this <laughs> is a matrix. I put my point I mean, if, into if, intelligence. If you could kill
1: people <laughs> to get their time, you'd, you'd basically just end up with that Justin Timberlake movie called In Time that was terrible.
0: Justin Timberlake was in a movie about
1: killing people? That seems it, was, really it was a movie where everyone had a wrist thing where they could tell how long they had to live, and you and money was time. So, like, I time never to live seen... was
3: your salary and stuff like that. I have never seen any movie with this man that like, I just Googled so, like now.
1: rich people were, like, just immortal, basically, and yeah. all the poor people died <laughs> young, and it was like, it's an allegory for life. I'm surprised yeah, he never like, heard this of... Timberlake. he's
0: Timberlake. Uh, he was the ex-president of Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> the ex-president.
3: <laughs> the he was elected ex-president. the ex-president. Yeah, he was elected as ex-president initially. He was elected
0: and immediately lost the election.
2: (laughs) He was elected and impeached
0: in the exact same (laughs) vote. Yes. It is my honor to have served you. To have served, yeah, to have been the president. Son, one day you'll make a great (laughs) (laughs) ex-president.
3: And that person grew up to be Bill Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Is he a great ex-president? I don't know. I don't don't, don't follow
1: Uh, All you have to, to do to be a okay. good ex-president is just say good things when you don't need to, to yeah, actually be in control be, of stuff
0: anymore. To be a good ex-president, you just have to like
2: donate a bunch of money to Africa. That's what Jimmy uh, Carter yeah, did. That's it what George W. Well,
0: Bush did.
2: And... Jimmy Carter's done a hell of a lot more. Jimmy Carter's done more as an ex-president than he has done, or than he did as a president. Which is Jimmy Carter's done a lot of good. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm very impressed with what i have Jimmy Carter gets the bird catcher stamp of approval <laughs> for his post presidency works.
3: Yes, well, I'm, I'm sure was he's just very thinking, proud. Like
0: as I was saying that, I was like, "This is the like this doesn't mean anything for you me to what? say." Like you, you know, do who a needs a lot job, of praise Jimmy and approval,
2: President? You should you should draw like a really <laughs> shitty like amulet looking thing. And like send it to him after kind of... <laughs> it's
1: just an off brand Nintendo seal of approval and like Sharpie. <laughs> it's all crooked.
2: <laughs> just a picture of
0: me giving a thumbs up with like a big old crookedy smile. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Hey!
3: And you and you and you draw it on a on a post-it and just add a like a, a pin it to it and just You can wear it yep. on your la- on your shirt, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure you'd wear it, yeah. Alright. That was
0: a weird tangent. Uh, yeah. So, where, where did uh, we start? We had other things we were going to talk about. Do you guys want to about?
2: talk about the uh, the sexy Brutale? That's what I was going to bring up, yes. got to be Brutale, okay.
0: right? But I, I'm not I'm never entirely br- sure. Br- it's brutale. probably Brutale. You almost certainly no, don't Italian. pronounce the E, they say brutale, but it's a weird word. Italians would They'd... say Brutale, but... Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I, I just figured, like, Royale.
3: Yeah. Well, I guess it would be Brutale. It's Brutale
1: brutal
0: with cheese. <laughs>
3: Delicious. oh yeah you're right i think so
0: yeah oh um, yeah wander tell us about sexy for that
2: game's real it's, good uh i have differing opinions well those
0: <laughs> <laughs> are we
2: ready for this okay oh so, no uh i so my problem is i beat this game in two nights uh so did i you? i did the first four in the first night and then the uh the remaining three it gets a little bit muddy uh the second night over the course of i want to say six or seven hours like it's not actually that long Mm -hmm. um and it's actually super super fun um i mean the entire premise is it's kind of like this supernatural murder mystery where like you're at this casino and all the uh all the party goers are kind of like uh old friends of the person that owns the uh the casino and they're getting murdered Repeatedly and, um, well,
0: not repeatedly. Oh, no, I've been murdered
2: repeatedly. (laughs) Well, the second time tonight, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's like if you took, uh, was it Bill Murray?
1: It's like Clue crossed with Groundhog Day, yeah, and then evil magic and shit. And it's like
2: Hmm. the, the, yeah,
1: so every guest gets murdered over the course of 24 hours, but then every time the day ends, your your magic watch kind of like resets the day over and over again.
0: Oh, that sounds cool. You're trying trying to find out.
1: The cool gimmick it has is that you can't, you can't be in the same room as any of the
2: people. Yeah, no one can see you. you yeah, you have to do so. You have to like peer in through locks and like one way mirrors oh, and stuff so cool. like that. You it is really cool. So you have to cool.
1: spy on people. It's like. It's like the core, it's like as if the whole, like, everyone has a schedule thing from Elder Scrolls games that they, they champion so hard mm-hmm. actually had a point in that it was the core gameplay mechanic. Because everybody yep. has a very specific routine they do over the course of the day all the way up to leading to the events of their death. And so you have to spy on them all day to figure out what's going to happen and what's, yep. what, happens, what stuff leads to them. <laughs> so, like... Like in the tutorial mission, you'll fight. You'll see a guy running down the hallway, and he seems panicked. And you'll follow him for a bit, and then you eventually see how he dies. And you're like, "Wait, ha- how? What I do about that?" And you like see the other character involved in that scene. You're like, "Okay, now I got to find out where they were early in the day and follow them all day and see how these two paths intersect and stuff like that."
0: God, that sounds so cool. There's so many it intersecting is. paths. It is really characters cool. Characters
1: going all over the place and realizing the whole game takes place over one loop means you can see stuff early on that doesn't come up until like four hours later. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the like lights will flicker, and you're like, "Why does the lights flicker?" And the yeah. like two murders later, you're like, "Oh, that's why they flicker."
1: Yeah, like the um, like one of the first scenes of the game features a gunshot, and then for the rest of the game, at that time of day, you always hear a gunshot for the rest of the game. But you've always hearing like things like, like like lights flicker, and you hear a crash of glass, and you hear a bunch of other different sounds and sights, and you're like, "Those all probably are someone's death, but where <laughs> and when?" It's a real neat comment concept, just from front to back. So I think.
2: Wow.
0: I think sorry, so I, what's
1: I your think... problem
2: with it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no we can sorry, get indeed. into it in a bit. I, 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 let's talk the positives. Uh, mainly, we're actually going to hold out, have to hold off on the main reasons why I dislike the game until <laughs> next week because Keith hasn't beaten the game, and I assume since none of you guys are playing it. um no. well, Because it a little bit. The reason why I the reason why I dislike the game is at the very end, and is I don't want to mechanical into that. or story thing. Uh both. I guess the mechanics are the story in a way in this game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They tie they tie it together really well uh which is why I have this problem, but y- you'll honestly probably see exactly what I mean and we'll get to yeah. that in a bit. So anyway, like, um I, I I really actually do appreciate the game. It it the like core concept of like stalking people over the course of a day and like figuring out okay, like who done it and how. And I mean, to be fair, it's not really much of a murder mystery because it's Super obvious. Uh, who's killing them all the time? It was
1: bird. The mystery well, is how uh, to prevent the murder each time. Yeah, so it's uh, the puzzle. Yeah,
2: yeah. The the hotel staff or the casino staff are all wearing like these gas masks and like they're immediately just super creepy. uh And you're I like, okay. The art style
3: and the soundtrack, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, the art style is the Phenomenal. art style is amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. Uh, the gameplay itself is pretty good. I wish there were a couple of mechanics to make things go a little bit better. Like, uh, I specifically insist upon seeing every character die because, you know, you could you could easily solve their murder and just walk off and you never even know how they died or, like, what happened to uh, them. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, one of my main problems, and I can't talk about this, is uh, everybody dies pretty much around 9 or 10 at night with a couple of exceptions. Like mm-hmm. uh, mo- most of the groups, Did the whole day you, to follow through. You have the whole to day to out. follow them and solve a mm-hmm. puzzle, and for the most part, you actually need the whole day. Um right. And so originally, we were thinking, oh, you'd actually have to save everybody all in one day. Um yeah. But it's impossible to do that, and it becomes super obvious when like some of the things require you to actively tail a character, and you're just like, oh, that's kind of annoying because I really wanted to like, um, you know, I, I really wanted to actually. Uh, you know, figure out everybody's schedules and like sprint around this mansion and do everything in sequence
1: and prevent every uh, death
2: in one r- in one run. Now, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I have a question. Yes, this play takes place in a casino. Yes, it's like a mansion. So, let's say what I wanted to do. It- okay, so you have this time power, right? Yes. I guess it's, it's if, almost like a
1: casino cabaret club or something. Like it's a huge sprawling place, but
0: there's like different rooms what for entertainment. What I wanted to do was go through the entire casino, take down notes of when people were winning the slot machines, and just like go through the entire day just winning at slots over and over and over <laughs> again and say fuck you to solving the mystery and just walk out with every
2: dollar that place well, has. The, the character you're playing as is a priest.
0: And, oh well uh, fucking okay.
2: <laughs> and um this isn't really spoilers, but uh you get a character bio later on that tells you that he is, he used to own a casino himself, so it's like why? Like he gave yeah. that li- life up. There I also, thought that was There actually also really isn't neat. much by the way
1: of slot machines the... I've seen so far. Like, yeah, mean no, you see weird sing- you see a couple things that are literally like a single rotating thing for the entire slot machine, which I don't think are even meant for money. But some no, other mechanics.
2: That's part of one of the murder puzzles. Yeah. And then uh, and then elsewhere you see a
1: guy playing cards.
2: Yes. Which is very or, that, that or something is like and that's literally different. The, they have a Grim Reaper uh blackjack yeah. dealer. <laughs> which is actually super classy. Like you do. Yeah. Um but <laughs> one, of the uh, really, one of the really cool expressions
1: of the routine part of the game is that every time you ever see any player, period, or I and mean, character, period, on the map, like just with your own eyes, uh, it basically records their presence. And then when yeah. you go on the map, you can scrub forward and backwards in time, and you'll see literally everybody you've ever seen at those moments of time moving around the map, and they'll disappear f- entirely from the map at any moment you weren't exactly looking at them and stuff like that, and then reappear when you saw them later. so like you'll see them just like skip a room because you saw them one room later but missed the in- the middle part, and like you'll you can see how complete your current mental picture is
2: of everyone's routines so far. like it's a really cool detail there. Uh, Uh, Adding on to that, at the very end of the game you get the power to know where everybody is at the same time. Again, not much for spoilers, but um, it's really cool watching everybody move around. Isn't that spoiled the puzzle? Well, but this is after you've solved all the other
1: puzzles. Oh, okay. So, So it's like they're giving it to you for that puzzle then. uh, (laughs) Because one of the gimmicks of the game is that uh, everyone has magic masks on, basically. Like, it's a big masquerade, and One effect of the magic mask is that even though you are invisible and no one can see you, if you enter a room with another character in it, their mask will literally come off and start levitating at you to attack you.
2: Yeah, (laughs) well, time is frozen. It's like this kind of weird. You're not supposed to be in the
1: room with any of the masks. But also, if you if you rescue anybody from their deaths, then you uh you they take their mask off and you get to take their mask and incorporate their power. Which is some ability that they themselves likely had while they were walking around and everything. Yeah, and now it's you're, usually so you're a facet of their personality. Character.
2: Yeah, so there's like a blind lady with really good hearing, so you get yeah. really good hearing for extra spying on people. Yeah. Uh, which is super <laughs> handy because then you can like get, um, uh, you can actually, you know, get passcodes and stuff like that, which is neat. Yeah, Unfortunately, to some get- degree.
1: You even get a few moments uh, where you get their mask and then you can go back to their own path and follow them around and pick up on things that they only only they were able to notice back to when they were the only one with that mask power.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I I followed her specifically for like the whole day, just being like, So what did she do? And it was like, Oh, that was actually really neat. <laughs> Unfortunately with the mm-hmm. mask powers, uh, this is one of the complaints. They don't really like build off of each other. So like usually you go on to the next uh you go on to the next puzzle, and you're not using all of your previous mask powers. You only need like one or two. So instead of kind of like by the end, where you're like using all of your new, newfound skills, it's mostly just like follow mm-hmm. the guy and listen to him. And it's just like, ah. Like, I was, I was really hoping that it would all kind of like build into one, and then it didn't actually do that. Yeah. Um, it, it stays kind of simple throughout for better or worse. Um, but. It's one of those I, games do. where even
1: if it goes to shit at some point, I'll just be so happy it exists because it just oh, yeah. screams originality the moment you
2: like launch yeah. it. And you're <laughs> like, yes, so, this game happened. <laughs> like, Despite the fact that I I had a negative experience by the end, I still think it was an awesome game, and I'd love to see somebody take the idea. Hell, I'd love to see them make a, se- a sequel yeah. and the take sexier, it further. sexier
3: brutaler. It shouldn't be too difficult for them if it we does well. In a yeah. lot of regards, this kind of reminds me of... um. Uh, two games that I played uh have you guys ever played um Neighbors from Hell? It's not the same sort what? of game. It's an old it's a very old game, two thousand and four, I think. It was a oh, side a scroller, called? but they made they made a second one because it was so easy to, to make a new one. Um and it was sort of uh, you, you had it was a little bit like this. It wasn't, you know, the uh, murder misery or anything you we say didn't report have the time. From time. Hell? No, 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 Neighbors yeah, from Hell, basically. Neighbors oh. from Hell. Oh, yeah. okay. There's a,
1: there's a 2004 game called Michigan Report from Hell, which I'm pretty sure is like the that one game everyone laughs at. No, I don't there's I Like don't the first 2-51 game. game or something. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, Neighbors but, from I mean, Hell is a what I, decent yeah, it's, review. It's hilarious. It's an, an hilarious game. It's not the same sort of game. It has some things, but I feel that uh, Sexy brutales could... Have a sequel with pretty low budget because if you just reuse the assets, it's mostly just about mm-hmm. you know the engine is there. I,
2: they would they would have to they would have to d- make new assets. the The environment is kind of done with. Like once you've kind of been through the whole casino, if they reused all of that, it oh. would probably get a little bit boring.
1: Oh, so like a Bioshock uh, thing yeah, where I like see. once mm-hmm. you make Infinity, you have to make up a new fantastical theme for the whole place to mm-hmm. be in. Yeah, because if you because if you go back to Bioshock, it feels weird. Yeah. Or well, back the, the, back the, to
3: Bioshock is the same thing.
2: Yeah, uh, well, Bioshock 2, yeah. Part, part mm-hmm. of the main point of the game, though, is, like, exploration and stuff. Like, I loved w- the... Whenever I got to, like, a new mi- murder mystery part, or whatever you want to call it, you know, whenever, whenever it was like, uh, here's a new person you have to go save, I would completely ignore the fact that I have to go save them. Just and check out w- the place. <laughs> yeah, I would fill in every single... Um, I would fill, fill in, in every in room e- and find out what yeah. weird
1: tricks you could find and stuff.
2: Yeah, and read all of the like little descriptions because they've got proper descriptions for practically like everything, every set piece, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I su- I really appreciated that because it's like, hey, you know, let's go look at this statue, and eventually you find out like the statue was made by the blind chick, and you're like, oh, really? And you know, it was just kind of uh repeatedly neat stuff. Uh, yeah, Sexy Brutal is like incredibly details.
1: rewarding for people that like exploring in video games.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Why is it called Sexy Brutal? That's the name of the building. Yeah. Oh. It's a weird name. Of I guess it's kind of like Casino Royale, but...
3: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe it probably is like from there. The
0: almost universal right. response...
1: I've been seeing in the comments is like, like this is the worst name to give this game because it will turn away everybody who wants this kind of game because they will probably think it's like a visual novel or some kind of other thing. They don't. I will want. say that that's a
0: pretty bad name for a video game.
1: Yes, for this. I, it's type I of don't unique, know. but it, d- I don't it doesn't know. play I, well because people don't go past the name. Yeah, well,
3: at least it's gonna get exposure because of the name. No, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm I, saying, it, I'm saying it's probably the opposite because, like, people will be the type of people that want like a thoughtful puzzle exploration game hmm. aren't looking for a game
3: called the Sexy Brutal. <laughs> well, yeah, but then those people maybe they know a little bit already about the game, but from some. I mean, other, I, mean I, they, I think I think Sexy
2: Brutal is going to succeed not because of its own right, but because of YouTubers and stuff like that picking it up. I've noticed a lot more YouTubers picking it up lately and mm-hmm. uh, doing yeah. content on it. Which is good.
1: Yeah, yeah there's the people trying to signal boosted for sure, because, like, for example, like, Jim Sterling just flat out gave it a 10 out of 10, which yeah, I, I think he just mm. does when he's like, this is an indie thing that everyone needs to look at now. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, despite my disappointments, I would definitely say to anybody, like, absolutely pick the game up, because it is, it was amazing and, you know, very worth uh, taking a look at if you've never, um... uh you know, if you're into murder mystery kind of things, mm-hmm.
3: the only thing that really irked uh, me at the beginning, uh, I got over it easily enough. But the the fact that it's all real time and uh, that you need, I, I'm, I like a, a paused experience. I, I enjoy turn-based games because of that. Um, I can deal with real time, but it really this it's the sort of game that. It's as you say, you want to explore and not care about the objective. But if you don't realize that you can just not care about the objective, it's tricky because it's all real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's I a lot of trial and error.
2: I, I might have to say that's that's kind of a you problem because I think the real time yeah, kind yeah. of enhanced it because you didn't have time to breathe. You had to rush around. And like yeah. if you took too long, uh, somebody would barge into your room and you're like, ah, um... <laughs> Uh, yeah.
1: and, and part of it's just an experience of like learning because you don't immediately know at first but over time you learn the fact that you can just let the game fail over and over again while you explore yeah. and it doesn't matter yeah. at all
3: yeah it's part of the game it's real it's it's important that it is real time otherwise it would be change the game yeah but the first
1: time it happens the music's coming up and you're like oh my god we're doomed I'm uh, what What do I do it's too late I <laughs> do you didn't think find like, the like things? you're
0: actually gonna lose the game yeah you feel like you're in trouble it's but it's just like how the game plays the
2: visual yeah. effect as like the day is running out is awesome <laughs> I really, really liked.
0: What is the universe like? Crashing into itself and in a gigantic yeah, it starts moon shaking, faces, like... and it
2: starts raining really hard. And that's per- like, that's rain world. <laughs> you know, it does have the rain world effect, and <laughs> but it's like this kind of creepy red rain. Like it, it, it fits the whole like uh... the like kind of weird occult thing really well. At least, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know it's just cool yeah. such
1: a neat weird little game I didn't get to that part <laughs> alright well do we
0: have any questions um sort of do we have any good <laughs> questions
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, King Char Lord of All wants to know what our favorite board games are
2: oh. Uh, mm. Race for the Galaxy 100% that was a good one Race for the Galaxy it's amazing It's really hard to learn, but uh, me and a couple of friends learned it in college, and for whatever reason, I was, like, totally unbeatable for three years until they kicked (laughs) me out of the frat, and I was just like, no, I can't play Race for the Galaxy anymore. It was really sad, because, like, that that game is really solid. Eh.
0: (laughs) I played a game and was really good at it, and and then my friends abandoned me. (laughs) The end. Doesn't that
1: happen a
3: lot in board games, though? I mean... If you Kinda,
1: somebody, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a similar story because like two of my favorite games are Carcassonne and Resistance, but one of the one of my favorites that I can never play is Twilight Imperium, which is this that's a Warhammer deal of a game. It's I don't think it's Warhammer related, but it's, it's called uh, Twilight
0: Imperium. How the hell is that not Warhammer?
1: Related? <laughs> it's just something called Twilight Imperium. <laughs> but Twilight Imperium is basically like civilize a Civilization style game done in space with like a board game. So as you imagine mm-hmm. it's like an ordeal like you and your friends are going to sit down and play this game yeah. for 8 hours. <laughs> oh my god, you, this is so complicated. You have looking. a hex you have a hex-based galaxy grid with randomized tiles and stuff like that. Everyone has their home worlds around the rim of the pla- around, around the rim of the galaxy. The middle of the galaxy is like a sort of like like cash cow influence planet that everyone kind of wants if they want to have uh influence over votes and stuff like that. And what happens is everybody gets a personal uh objective that only they know it's a face down card that they read that is a objective they're supposed to try to accomplish and then basically every round of the game of which there's only like 8 like it's not a lot you the game is short as far as round count goes uh, every mm-hmm. round a new public objective is revealed and you're basically racing to get a certain number of victory points basically to win the game which wow. is a combination and, of private and public objectives, and the private ones like to are the really nasty ones because they like to incentivize you to like inc- like attack enemy home stuff. planets and stuff like yeah. that. Mm. And that's cool. It is a hell of a game, and it looks
3: yeah. really cool. So hard the, to get people to play it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at the amount of stuff. I, I did a search. I'm looking at the amount of stuff that players have in front of them. Not even the the table. It's just yeah. so many cards, so many so much stuff. Oh I, I my I... god, I'm sorry. I, I'm doing an image
1: search right now and I found someone made a custom table for Twilight Imperium that's a gargantuan hex-based table it. with giant custom tiles and physical and globes for all the planets. It Damn. looks amazing. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. I want those friends. <laughs> uh, I want those too. That's I, I, insane.
0: Are you saying you want rich friends? Yes. With a lot of free that time? Yeah. I want a, <laughs> yeah. so I want oh a lot god, of upper-class friends. Oh my god, this is so friends. cool looking. <laughs> holy shit they had so much time to put this together
1: <laughs> it's a yep, very neat god. game but if, unfortunately Damn. every time you play it there's always somebody that's like oh my god that was my whole day and they never come back and so like your con- <laughs> mm-hmm. every single game year there's at least one or two people that you're tutorializing for the first time and you can just mm-hmm. never can it build build up a years. To make it consistent yeah. like it never yeah. quite reached that level of like a D campaign where you're meeting up every two weeks to do this thing for a while that's why you do a sleepover it was... the day before before you're realizing.
0: Yeah, you don't do sleepovers after, um, you know,
1: yeah, line. I, I did a sleepover. H9, I have but...
0: done a sleepover because of this game.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> because do it you? was. That's what I'm Because we played at the house long. that I live at now, but I used to live mm-hmm. an hour away. So I, mm-hmm. I came here at one point and played for like eight hours, and then I just slept on their couch and left in the morning because it was just so
0: late. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there was worth a it. book I read when I was a little kid called *Interstellar Pig*, which was kind of like a like a different version of I don't know. It was a young adult novel. Well, it's not very great, but it was kind of like um, *Ender's Game*, sort of. And that like these kids found this board game called *Interstellar Pig*, and then it turns out like that that board game was real life, and it was like a space opera type of board game where you were trying to conquer the galaxy. Ah. Yada yada yada. The point is, um, in middle school for extra credit, me and some friends, we made a version of this board game where we literally had like, it actually kind of looks like this tabletop setup where we had these, um, fake, uh, spheres, like these styrofoam balls for planets and things like that. And you could arrange them and you had, uh, we made cards for them and we made card art and, um, we did all of this work for this, uh, extra credit thing. And then the teacher was like, that's nice. And we didn't actually get any extra credit for it. Wow. <laughs> yes. But the person okay. Isn't that how it always goes? So the, the person who school. really, really like sunk so much time into this, like he went like nuts making this thing. He worked on it for like a week and a half straight, like every single day outside of homework and stuff. Um he went on To, like, go to pre-med and, like, he gets, like, this, he, like, blows away the MCAT. He, like, is, like, lined up to go so far in life. And then he burns out and he decides, (laughs) uh, screw it. I'm not going to go to medical school. And he, like, drops out of, like, college to become, um, a TA
3: Oh, well, what is it yeah. to teaching assistant.
0: assistant oh yeah mm. so like Isn't what, what he does, burn him out even more? yeah <laughs> so he he works with his mom at a high school like organizing the library yeah. <laughs> and this is like one of the smartest people i've ever met in my life and like so hard working and he just like snaps As soon, like, he, like, reaches, like, the mountaintop of his life and then just, like, throws it out. Wow, I haven't thought about that guy in a very long time. (laughs) But, yeah, that's, uh, I wonder what he's up to. I wonder if he's still, like,
3: doing that. Well, if he's smart, I guess the doors will always be there, I guess. But, you know, career is a difficult thing, but I guess. No, (laughs) I mean. So,
1: Bird's Fairy game is the game of life.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. what My favorite yeah. board game is, is um, yeah. I like um. I can't remember the name of any board games off the top of my head. All of a sudden, Monopoly. Monopoly? <laughs> no, not. Carcassonne. I like Stratego. Stratego is really fun. It's like Stratego is like chess, but like more complicated.
2: Um, I tried playing Stratego. But the only person that I could play with was my dad, and he kicked my and ass he kicked so hard ass. I never sure. played it again. Oh yeah, I never learned yeah.
1: how that game works. Yeah, it's really it fun. It's Look,
0: like pretty simple. It's um, like flag checkers. It's sort of like it's sort of like chess or checkers, where like it's really like the depth of it is astounding, and you can get like life dedicatingly good at Stratego. <laughs> um, but at what like cost?
4: <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I'm a <laughs> professional Stratego player. My ELO is three thousand and four.
3: There's only three Go other here? people I can
0: play Stratego with. <laughs> <laughs> what you play Go? It was no, cool. Like
1: you, like you've, 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 you, you, uh, you, you, you become the, this. the The, the problem over specializing in board games is then you just end up surrounded by people that don't only play other board games. That's
3: true. Um, yeah. I don't sure know about people that board don't that don't play board games. That's my no problem you play... to scare people
1: more about Twilight Imperium on top of that visual you guys saw.
3: That game mm. has tech trees. I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to see the, the watch see a picture and you know that game is amazing. It's board
0: games be. <laughs> basically became super inspired by video games. And, like, they just become, like, really slow video games that you spend, like, $130 on. <laughs> we're, in
1: the, we're in the middle of a huge boom for uh, bo- uh, board games because of Kickstarter. Yeah, this Kickstarter there's Kickstarter so cool is the ones. best part... Uh, I mean, board games are, like, the best type of Kickstarter, practically, because... Because they actually get finished? Well, yeah, because every kickstarter product ever pretty much is uh it's either a video game where like well we promise we'll try to make this we'll see what happens and then other things like is a bunch of stuff where like somebody has an idea for a product but they have to do like all of the r&d still and and creation of it and all that other nightmare stuff you Mm -hmm. can create an entire board game and test it for years for free yes Yep. because it's just because you just make it
0: out of of pieces of paper yeah
1: and then you just have then it's like we need a kickstarter for this game so we can like I don't know. Make art assets and then publish it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's why like every Kickstarter a for a board game gets finished in like three months. Yeah, it's just they're done. Like we, are, we already <laughs> have
1: the game. Here's the rules. We just want to kickstart like a published version, basically. Yep. And then that's yeah, right what happens. That says, like, I like Ticket to Ride, ticket like to ride so house really, really I mean, good. Like he just he just backs like dozens of board game uh, kickstarters. So we just have this gargantuan you shelf like of the them. Alphas. Yeah, you they, they send you like so the pre-release
2: many. versions. <laughs> So I uh, I went to a convention for like pre mm-hmm. you know kind of like kickstarter board games and stuff. It was not pretty actually. For every like board game that succeeds on Kickstarter, there's like hundreds that don't make the cut mm-hmm. and Yeah. It was super painful to go there cuz there's like two board games that you knew like mm-hmm. were going to make the cut and one already had. Yeah. And then all the other ones were just like yeah, so we we're gonna be putting this on Kickstarter mainly because we like need an artist and they're like their stuff is mm-hmm. all like really shitty hand drawn and they've got like note cards and everything all over the place and it's just like Ooh. just hire the artist to begin with and hopefully you can recoup <laughs> the losses from the Kickstarter because man Actually, um I got an email a while back from a, a developer I don't know if i po- posted this in discord or anything like that, but he's like uh he was asking for investors more or less oh oh uh, hmm. so that that uh I heard you know, we all youtubers were really rich
3: <laughs> yeah so he was
2: he was trying to reach out and get uh youtubers to both throw money at him and also tout his like indigo go or whatever to you know try and um try and pull in some extra people it was uh Oof. not desperate. not pretty yeah, it was Oof. very desperate looking and I was just like, I'm just gonna any, hide um, this.
0: Are there any pornographic board games? Are there any adults oh, only board games?
1: I mean, that, of what's, okay. what's, I mean, what's your standard for adults-only? That got that got more vague. Because, like, <laughs> no. like at some point, like exploding kittens, I think has an adults-only version where it's like now the exploding kittens are on people's penises or whatever the hell. And like, what is it like a? Uh, Cards Kittens Against Humanity is not for is that children. What you're about? <laughs>
3: it's not? Oh, it's not.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the cards is two midgets shitting in a bucket.
3: Yes. I that's know. the name of the but card. I don't know that
1: card in particular, but yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> that's just what Cards Against Humanity is. Like, that's adults only. Pornographic yeah. would at least be more nuanced than that, but I don't, I don't know right, a right, Pornographic game, reliable. but I guaranteed they exist.
0: Alright, I'm gonna Google really image this. Pornographic games Oh. What
1: oh, sounds like Bird found there's something. some rough search result images, but also I got Candyland for some reason. <laughs> well. Wow. Is I it know. Candy I'm,
0: with an eye land?
1: No, it's just Candyland <laughs> with the old guy going like, huh, thumbs up and little kids and everything. Like there's nothing. Oh too. Jesus, yeah,
0: you're right. There it's it is. It's just straight up Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called booby trap. <laughs> This All one's right, called... Seems... Probably done X with that topic. Of... <laughs> bumps and Grinds. Oh, there we go. That sounds like a hot board <laughs> game stuff right idea. there. <laughs> you guys keep talking. I'm going to I'm gonna research this. <laughs> you guys keep talking. I'm going to do some research. <laughs> uh, should we do Should we do another it's question of or something? <laughs> 3.5 sure. out of 10 on Board Game Geek. People Benjamin aren't Meyer big fans asks, of Bumps you, and
1: Grinds. What are your guys' biggest pet peeves in video games and why?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh, boy. Save points. I hate games with uh, save points checkpoints. slash checkpoints that are few and far between. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have to, like, go back through an entire level to, like, get to the boss or, like, wherever you died, it's just like, really? Yeah. Um, Especially, like, kind of modern games that have, like, a... Speaking of which, we'll mm-hmm. be playing Dark Souls later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so like Dark Souls has definitely gotten better. Like Dark Souls One, I would say is probably the biggest offender.
1: Mm-hmm. The undead um, settlement and the Duke's archives.
2: Yeah, yeah, Duke's archives is actually really short if you don't bother exploring. Bird and I went through that and it was like comical. Yeah, but, but undead don't you, settlement. Don't you
1: have to replay it all the way from the archives through the Crystal Cave all the way down to Seath every time you fight him? No, no,
2: there's there's a bonfire there's a, there's right a before bonfire. the Seath staircase. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't Do remember you never that, found game that as well. Maybe I did. Okay. I don't know.
1: It, uh, <laughs> Maybe that was
2: my life. <laughs> I would say it was really hidden, but it was actually like super obvious, but you wouldn't think to like look there. So, I don't know.
3: I um, just thought, just touching on that. I uh, I'm a I'm I'm really bad at I I really fall into save scumming. Uh, so I like uh-huh. when the games force me to just have checkpoints. Uh, some of my like my favorite first-person shooter of all time is uh, Far Cry, the original one, and it didn't mm-hmm. have a uh, quick saves; it, it was a uh, checkpoint system, and I enjoyed it because of that. And there's a lot of a lot of uh, roguelikes we mentioned before. Neo Scavenger is another one like that, where you can save, but if you die, you die; it's a permanent death situation.
2: Well, roguelikes are kind of a different
3: monster yeah, entirely. Yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I yep. do know what you mean. I just just wanted to. Yeah, yep. System oh. Shock
1: Two really raises the question between like save spots versus manual saving because like it has the Bioshock system of there being like resurrection chambers in every level, and <laughs> yet you can also manually save and load like instantly anywhere you want. Yeah. So it's so you start questioning yeah. which one of these is actually the intended system for playing the game because they're both there and you're yeah, not sure what they confusing. mean. It's very confusing. It's very confusing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that there's some like one thing I can point to in general that annoys me in video games.
3: Like there's something really, like huh? Invaders. Unskip- oh. Unskippable cutscenes. That's mine.
2: Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, back to my pet peeve. Uh peeve, save points right before unskippable cutscenes. Ah. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Especially when the cutscenes are long. I was playing uh-huh. uh, I was playing Digimon Cyber Sleuth a while back. And that was that was you know mostly good fun but the uh, there was one one time where a uh, bunch of people were like, you need to play on hard mode because, like, easy mode's too easy and, like, you're getting the watered-down experience. So I'm like, all right, screw it, let's try it. And I was actually doing fairly well up until I hit the boss who just one-shot my entire team. Yay! And then I had to sit through. Oh. I imagine if, like, you had... You'll never hair- save the digital world. Imagine if you had, like, Danny Sexbang as, like, a hair metal band guy that was, like, the most annoying person in the universe. And he was, like... He would talk for like 10-15 minutes straight. Oh, goody. Yeah, mm-hmm. that oh, was uh...
1: beautiful. Yeah, we had a recent experience in Sonic Unleashed where you uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you'd ha- you would land on a hex-shaped platform which is always like, oh, a big disc. Time to fight, guys. So a bunch of uh, cutscene plays and then a bunch of enemies spawn in and you fight them all. Then immediately you have to do a really awkward platforming section that's really iffy and has a bad camera and everything like that. So immediately we fall off a cliff and die. And lo and behold, the checkpoint was before that whole fighting part we did before the platforming mm-hmm. section. So every time you mess up the platforming, you have to redo the fighting part, right? But right. I've actually, I've had, yeah, I've, I've had fixed save points kill a game for me, uh, because yeah. I years ago I tried to play Persona Four for the first time, and mm-hmm. the game like i was i was lured in by the games like hours and hours of story cuz it's like a visual novel for a very long time and i was like oh i'm into this let's see what happens and then you even do like scripted boss fights where you like you just get plopped directly into a combat scenario fight it and then go on with the story but eventually mm-hmm. the game finally starts being a regular video game hours and hours in it seemed like where <laughs> uh you go through an actual dungeon from front to back and the game doesn't really explain the uh mm-hmm. dungeon's very well so when I got into a dungeon, I'm like, okay, I'll fight through a few floors, and then after a few floors, you hit had, had a mini-boss for the first time mm-hmm. ever in an actual dungeon. And he just starts one-shotting everybody, and I'm
2: like, yep. what's going on? Yeah, like, so Persona games are like secret grindy games, so like, yeah. you think normally, you just play through the level and you fight the boss, but really what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. is grind through, stop for the night, come back, grind through again like two or three more times, then you find, the bo- of, yeah. like, find and fight the boss. But the game and- God, doesn't really like contextualize an that game? very well.
0: Jeez. The it, game doesn't it,
1: really contextualize that fact. Like it's built into the game that like you have like two weeks to save the person. So every day you mm-hmm. go into the dungeon is one day in real life. So you have like tons of time, but naturally you would expect to like hit a natural stopping point to- for you to leave and then come back. But the game just stomps just you just reach the end. And yeah. your punishment is that the game has fixed save points, like back at your house or something like that. I think or something like that. At least they weren't inside the dungeon. So if you spent an hour fighting your way through the dungeon up to that mini boss and get stomped, you you lose all of that with no warning. And me, me being like the person that thinks it's like every other video game, I'm like, okay, I'll just try again, but like maybe mm-hmm. try a different strategy. And like, nope, get stomped, start the entire dungeon over again. And I'm like, after like the third time, I'm like, I don't know if I want to play this whole chunk again <laughs> that I keep losing my mm-hmm. progress on. And so I never made it further than that in Persona because I just didn't feel like it, even though it's supposed to be a great game. Mm-hmm. and uh it, it's one of those things like it, it would have been better if the game just had some w- better explanation of how that even works because I, I can work around how a game works but i just didn't know and it was a problem exasperated by the fact that it has as we talked about no save points uh because mm-hmm. you have to save at a specific location which is something that's thankfully taken away in uh tokyo mirage sessions a game i hate from the same people <laughs> but the one thing it did do right is you could at any point that wasn't like a cutscene or a boss fight like, if you're just mm-hmm. walking around in any context in the real world or the fake world, you just pause, hit save, the end. And you have, like, 20 save slots, and you can save anywhere. It's great. Every game should have that, especially JRPGs. Yep. Yes. And
3: mm-hmm. Japanese games in general. That's one of the big, re- big reasons why I could never get into um, into Silent uh, Silent Hill is because you just have specific save sp- spots, and it's, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can okay. kind
1: of get behind that in a horror game because there's it's all about tension. Yeah. Like even Resident it's Evil Seven tension, still yeah. did that, and although exactly. it would weirdly sometimes compromise it by making weird invisible save points here and there right before boss fights. Boss fights. But yeah. uh, like the the thing of like, oh, I've got to, like the idea of of like having a save point in the mansion, like this is my safe room where all my stuff is, and like we're oh, gonna go on an expedition to find loot and fight enemies and try to get through a life so you can make a return trip and be like, I made it. I keep that progress. It's yeah. kind of like a cool part of the genre mm-hmm. that can be lost otherwise. Yeah, we almost like yeah. a weird roguelite element in a way.
3: I always felt people I hate actually... see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, b- because it's not exactly to what it means. But mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I am personally, I personally like the the way Resident Evil does it. I don't know what the difference is though. I think Resident Evil is more, as you say, centralized in certain spots. Where yeah. you just go out and explore a little bit. For Silent Hill, it's more expedition based, where you just have specific spots every once in a while. I don't know. Yeah, because Silent Hill
1: more of a progression through a linear more, area, yeah. uh, more or less, as opposed to like some mm-hmm. Resident Evil has its roots in being in a singular mansion that you're opening doors of over time.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's more contained, I guess, uh, uh Resident Evil is. And also, the zombies don't respawn, if I remember correctly. Uh, I was doing a while. respawn oh, in Silent a, Hill after actually, you kill them first that's one, actually a huge do, yeah. pet
0: peeve i have of older <laughs> games is respawning enemies it's such bullshit man especially yep. if it's one of those old like nes games side where, scroller like, so they respawn off camera <laughs> yeah or like the, the the gameplay is like you pick up something and throw it at an enemy and like that's how you kill them because it's but like the, a really, thing really really you throw bad game doesn't come back the thing but you re- throw doesn't come back but the enemies do and you're like what the um, fuck how yep. do I don't do anything. The go-to example of like
1: that going to shit was in uh, the, oriz- the original Ninja Gaiden has this one jump where in order to make the jump, you have to somehow deal with the fact that there's you're also right. an enemy in the jump arc. But you mm. can literally attack him and then mid jump have him respawn because of how the camera works, and he'll <laughs> still be there to attack you. And like you literally, like, I just killed this guy, and the, in the middle of the jump I'm doing that I'm killing him <laughs> for, he's coming back because the camera slightly went past his spawn point, and it's like a
0: nightmare. Oh boy. That's right. I remember that from um, a speed run. <laughs> I think I saw that happen to somebody and he's like, no! oh!" <laughs> it's like a super specific like
1: infamously like nightmare moment in mm-hmm. a level because it's just not it can't be working as intended. Yeah, well. It's just a nightmare. It,
0: it is. They just didn't give a shit back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people yeah. cared oh, less man.
1: about making games back then. like There was a period of time where you would just finish the project and it was such a short project in many cases that it was just kind of the, it was just what it was like people didn't even oftentimes mm-hmm. didn't even know what the right way to do stuff was in many cases and so they would just make put stuff in places no, like somebody it wasn't a right level
0: generator yeah, yeah well I mean it's like back have you like if you really think about how like the levels are structured in a lot of old games it like makes no fucking sense yeah. especially if they're platformers I think it's, it's part like, of why Mario why stood out this?
1: so far so much early on is there was such a horrifying amount of thought put into their level design all
0: the time yeah even like in the like they 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 had like really cohesive things that are like really kind of primitive and taken as obvious to us now. Yeah. But like things like they they had like um you know, the very first screen, for example, is totally taught to teach you that touching the mushroom is good and touching the Goomba is bad. And like it's so well done that nobody realizes that 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 they put a huge amount of thought and design into that specific moment.
3: Specifically, because nobody had done it before, and right. just they'd have to come up with that sort of stuff. Right, I mean, you
1: had to tutorialize through play because putting text everywhere would just make it, like it would actually have trouble fitting on the disc. On the disc, yeah. That's why Wasteland <laughs> One, like whenever you got to story stuff, it'd be like, now refer to the manual to find out exactly. what this guy's saying in the story because we can't oh, fit yeah. it in the You're game.
0: Right, they <laughs> yeah, did that's... do that back in the day. There was yep. a, there was an era in video yeah, games where text was too much data. <laughs> yeah, you but had to was... like flip to a manual to read. The story, that's Can you imagine a Bioware game existing in that era? <laughs> Planescape Torment just ships with a goddamn like, book that's like three inches thick. I'm just imagining a Bioware <laughs>
1: game being a choose-your-own-adventure book, like novel-sized one that also just comes with a video game as a screensaver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a screensaver, right. You'd spend so little time <laughs> with looking at the screen at that point because of all the text you have to read in your book.
3: Mm-hmm. That wasn't the, the biggest problem, though. Back in... Back in the day, there were even, uh, I mean, I'm talking the 80s. I wasn't alive at the time, but like 70, 70s, not, not so much 70s, but 80s, they had uh, copy protection in the books. Oh, and, yes. And then everybody just figured out, just, just copy, uh, photocopied or G- Xerox the, the books. And then they made like special lenses that you had to look through. Yes. yeah. yeah. I think I think Might and Magic had this. A DRM's and, not uh, new. <laughs> I yeah. had
0: a... Um... I had a, what was it, DuckTales, like this really old like Disney game where oh. what you had to do was open up a manual and then pull out like this decoder thing that yep. was like this yep. really <laughs> dark red sheet of paper and you'd like put it over the manual and it would like highlight certain words and then you'd
3: type that code in and then the game would let you continue. Oh, but that, yep. that one is easy. The, there, there's yeah, that one a- was easy. I know, I know of one that you need to put it over the, the TV, but I don't know which game it is. But it's like a decoder. You put it over the TV, and, and because it of the it doesn't even work on, like, new TVs, It doesn't TVs even work, too. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the pro- the problem the era, is old TVs, yeah, it, doesn't, it only works with CRT and all this sort of stuff. It's just... Yeah. What was the yeah. latest oh. that that
1: kind of thing happened? Was it, like, Metal Gear 1? Like, in order to continue oh, the story, oh, yeah, you look yeah, up yeah, Meryl's codec number in the manual.
0: As a kid, uh, yeah. I never questioned that. Well, I thought it was weird. I thought yeah. it was you ed, like, weird that he had like pull open the manual, but yeah. I was just like, whatever. I guess this is what I just thought it was like a weird what joke for. Yeah, yeah. But then now I realize that that was actually just to prevent people from stealing their shit. Could
1: be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> although, it, <laughs> although with the other part, like they also have you unplugging PlayStation controllers to continue a boss fight. So he might have just been having fun for the for the sake of it. That's maybe, what I thought. Or maybe even yeah. satirizing it on some level. Mm-hmm. Like
0: That's like kind of what I think it was. why yeah. uh, do about about the... you play Frog Fractions, Keith? Not Keith,
3: Wander. <laughs> don't mention that game. I'm going to waste my time again.
2: I don't know. Someday. There's <laughs> <laughs> <As> always <laughs> I tomorrow. I'd like to, but. Not in Wonderland. Put it off yeah, forever. <laughs> Wonderland is covered in games. Mm hmm. Never, never put up anything for tomorrow you that you could
1: put off for the day after tomorrow.
2: I'm good at that. <laughs> Did Jane, everyone get their deep. pet peeves? Out?
1: Oh, I didn't. Oh, I I never you mentioned didn't. one actually. Uh I hate padding. Like severely hate padding in video games. When a game has finished iterating on its ideas and then just creates 17 rooms of consecutive repeat of the existing idea instead, I I get really displeased very quickly. And so like that's for me lately and people have been arguing with me about this lately but i stand i still like i i just just it's my it's my opinion to stick with i guess is that uh i've been playing through neo and as i i think i mentioned this last podcast like the way it contrasts against dark souls is that when you play a dark souls game very consistently all five souls like souls born series games have all been so good about pacing like almost mm-hmm. horrifyingly good at pacing like you go through the stuff and like they will just use a thing in like three ways and like this, that's our ideas. And they move on with their lives and you go on to the next area. And like, they so rarely waste your time with it without, without some form of iteration on their ideas. And so like the games are surprisingly short, especially when you played them before and you're replaying them. Uh, But they're they're so cool to explore for that reason. Whereas Neo, once you're like a third of the way through the game, every level starts to feel like the same level or, and sometimes it's literally recycled versions of the same level played backwards. And you just are fighting the same enemies in the same context. Like they're not even recy. They're not even like remixing their placements and groupings to make them interesting. Like being like, oh yeah, well you've never seen this combination of enemies before. Like that's not happening. And it's just it's just more game for the sake of it. And that's always that's a bummer. Like I play. Uh, I I I'm disappointed when I play a game like like uh every game I've played so far in the Tales series. Where every mm-hmm. time, like they have, they have all this all this tension to like their story arcs and their character interactions and all their skits and so much writing goes into those games and the boss fights are every single boss fight is a unique character model you've never seen before and that is that in itself is a cool detail, but every dungeon is like one room repeating over and over again as if they had a quota to make it exactly like ninety minutes long or something if you play through. I it have for front no back.
2: idea where that even came from from them because like. I played Symphonia, and the dungeons mm-hmm. were all unique. Yeah, uh, with like interesting puzzles and whatnot. And I got to Zestiria, and I'm just like, "That's it, yep. really?
1: Yeah, Tales of Zestiria, Tales of Berseria, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Persona 4. Like every dungeon would be one hallway or room repeating or alternating just over and over again for Jeez. like ninety percent of the content. And I'm like, "But this oh, is the body bad. of the game." Like, I get oh. at least in JRPGs, the fighting takes place in an alternate reality where you do a turn based fight thing that's separate from the level design. But, mm-hmm. like, you want to have a level to explore. You never want to have that Pokemon problem where you're walking through a nondescript cave and you have a random encounter. And then you're like, oh crap, which way was I going? Because <laughs> everything looks the same. And then you go back out
0: the entrance of the Pokemon cave and you're like, what?
1: No, I had to oh, start wow. over. <laughs> I couldn't tell you where I was going. you a problem
0: that I forgot that I ever had? <laughs> yeah. But what a problem it was! <laughs> it's when your content is so
1: nondescript, <laughs> you literally can't tell when you get turned around. Like that's such a bummer to
3: me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually ties. It, uh, Keith, you asked me um, before we started the the podcast if I yeah. had something uh, something to talk about, uh, and then I didn't, and then I thought of something uh, cheating in video games. Yeah, I was going to bring um, that up when you talked about saves coming. Yeah. I was going to transition to that because you you and Wander can get
1: along with this, like. <laughs> When you have the moment of like, I'm not quite getting having fun with this game, so let's
2: flip that switch there, and now it's this game. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah, I will I will cheat flagrantly if it means actually enjoying more myself. fun. Yeah. Well, like uh with uh I guess with Dark Souls one, we are cheating up constant humanity because like I don't want to like suddenly have our co op series dry up because we're totally out of humanity. I guess yeah, let's oh, go to yeah. yeah. bunch of Dude, just like, grind for fucking humanity for
0: like 45 minutes? That, to that's try what happened to, to our Bloodborne series we literally ran
1: out of the currency you
0: used to summon each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they fixed it
2: eventually. I'm,
0: I'm a
3: very busy man. I don't got time for that shit. <laughs> yeah. The thing is if, uh, I think games are such a complex medium that parts of it you might enjoy and other parts you don't but they come as a full mm-hmm. package. Yeah. If, you get, if you're given a, a choice to just toggle god mode Mm-hmm. And that's how oh, I yeah. got through Skyrim, the the first time I played through the game.
1: Yeah, like, people balk uh, I... at it, but there's a reason why narrative mo- difficulty was added to Mass Effect 3. Because some people just want to kind of exactly. sleepwalk through the combat and get back to the part that everyone actually buys Mass Effect
2: for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I was actually talking about this in your Discord earlier today, about, like, I kind of think there should probably be, like, a, a casual mode for the Dark Souls games. Because, I, yeah. I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. Like we're playing co-op together for Dark Souls. That is casual mode to me because I don't need to think or try as hard. And for me, it's an enjoyable experience. Whereas playing Dark Souls solo is kind of just a lonely and like it is a rewarding experience. But I don't have Mm -hmm. the time or the like mental. Well, maybe not mental capacity for that. But like I just Mm -hmm. don't want to put forward the effort to get the same experience that Keith gets out of it, because I don't enjoy that as much. You know, stuff like Rain World is a rare experience for me. I'm so into it.
0: Yeah, I know. I think that the whole point of Dark Souls, though, is that, like, if you go it alone, it's unnecessarily hard. Yeah. In a weird way, I think it's a game about
2: friendship. (laughs) But, like, there are people that, like, can't get that experience because they don't have... You know, friends? people that would play it with him oh. and stuff like that. Yeah, oh. like that was sad. That's for why dark, it's for Dark so,
3: Souls. Yeah. That that's why it's so popular on YouTube because I mean, people don't, don't want to play it, but they still want to enjoy it. That's someone, actually true. Someone made a, a really strong argument that.
1: at some point that like Dark Souls is all about this sense of camaraderie under yes. like fire, basically. Because I agree even with if that. you don't have friends to co-op it with, like the game is built around other people helping you beat it. Via like there's messages all over the floor that are both reliable and unreliable. There's people who you can have summon into your game to help you. There's even Mm -hmm. a covenant based around defending you when someone invades you. And then there's like this inherent vagueness to all the mechanics that encourages people to connect to each other online and create these Mm -hmm. shared resources. Which is why Dark Souls has like the most comprehensive wikis I've seen for most games that aren't
0: like I don't know Pokemon or something like. That's actually one hundred percent my takeaway for the game is that it's about that shared camaraderie yeah like it's the it's a game that the community
1: beats basically Yep. even if you play it alone it's kind of like golf you're playing the
0: course yeah not the, like, not the people at <laughs> some point
1: while playing through a souls game you look something up there's mm-hmm. some detail you need to find externally to the point where every game has a borderline impossible to find a hidden area that most mm-hmm. people end up ha- like finding because they're like, oh, well, there's a list of bosses and I haven't found them all. Where are they? Like, mm-hmm. the, 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 was it, uh, it's like the equivalent of like Ash Lake in Dark Souls 1, where you had to beat down multiple yeah. hidden yeah. walls to get to a place, or like the weirdness that is like. Found, I like, never would have found uh, Ash the, Lake.
0: The garden, the, the Mad King's Garden, or whatever, yeah, in Dark Champion Souls Champion
1: Boondir in 3. Or, yeah. uh, what is it? Um, there's some really weird stuff in 2 also, but like, uh, Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> in like, how do you, can't, I can't even remember it right now, but in Bloodborne at some point you have to find an invitation somewhere, then take it to an obscure crossing somewhere else in the map, and it takes you to an entirely unique an environment that's like instanced off from, off from everything else in a way that makes it feel like the Artorias of the Abyss DLC for the first game. And it's just mm-hmm. in there, just waiting for you to not find it. <laughs>
4: I think <laughs> it's, think
3: fan- it's uh, One way to put it. I think it's fantastic that there are still games like that, because that's such a Old school sort of making, uh, sort of way of making games. I think, where because that's inherently around. It's as you say about sharing, uh, sharing uh, knowledge of knowledge. the game, but mm-hmm. it's also about replaying through the game so many times that you just, you know, on your thirtieth pass through the game, you just mm, let me try this and you find something completely new. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, bring, old, it brings back games games the schoolyard like chats,
1: basically. Yeah. It does, if yeah. you hold your Game Boy upside down and you mash the B button, <laughs> you can get a seventy percent increased chance of capturing Mew. Yeah, you know, it's just I, everyone had dumb stories can? about. Oh how shit! You, I'll be right <laughs> back. Everyone had dumb stories about stuff you could do to your Game Boy to somehow increase your chance of catching things when you're when you throw the Pokeball, and none of them down were real. Be, down <laughs> beat down, Dude, yeah. down I, be. I
2: still do that. <laughs> I still do that. It gives me something I, I, to do, man. Every, yeah, I, just, I would. I would roll the uh the D pad, and well, holding uh, A yeah. or something like that.
0: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like, what are you
2: gonna do? Not do that? Like
0: you're just gonna watch it? You freak? No. Down and B. roll the deep pad. Yep.
3: The only thing that worked was blowing on the cartridge. That's the only <laughs> one that everybody knew instinctively. Mm. So bad for your <laughs> cartridges, though. No, I think it actually. I, I don't know if no, it, yeah, it did no, work. It's um, really bad. It didn't work. It, yeah, it's it it does not good work, for your... but It's bad for them.
0: not no oh, rust okay, them.
3: Okay. They
2: rust the contacts. Okay. Oh yeah, it, it doesn't work. Uh, no, what does work is actually uh, you taking it out and putting it back in because uh, it yeah, uh, gets the too. schmutz off of the uh, connections. Mm-hmm. And so everybody always thought it was you know blowing on it, but in reality, it's just the just the, taking it mm-hmm. out and putting it back in that does the trick. Unless of course uh, okay. you actually have crap in there, at which point you dirty animal. That
1: was universally
2: everyone's solution still. Like
1: everyone yeah, independently. I, in the pre internet exactly. world, everyone tried that same solution.
3: But that's normal. I, I mean, it's blowing works
1: for everything. Is it yeah. too
3: hot the food that you're eating? Blow on it. <laughs> oh, does it hurt? <laughs> it.
1: It's a natural way of trying to clean out a thing that's a cavity exactly. that you can't reach with anything. Exactly. I
0: like to use my NES to hold my sandwiches in <laughs> between games. I'm going to play like, Super said, Sandwich World. That, that reminds me of
1: when, <laughs> when games became digital only and people could just not buy discs anymore. Like There was all those like, cup holder jokes about the disc tray in, in console ga- consoles now.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember those.
1: Did anyone have it a voice?
0: I don't remember if we got through everyone. Uh, I, I, I think we got through all of them. Yeah. I hate video games in general. Yeah. That's your pet yeah. peeve. Yeah, the pet problem, peeve. Is they yeah, the problem is that they exist. Yeah, the problem is... I would like for them to not exist anymore. <laughs> can anyway, you imagine? any though? more
3: questions? Can, can you imagine a game without a, a world without video games? Because the internet itself is so... I mean, the people that made the internet were geeks. They are the ones that created video games. The, the internet exists because of video games for, for a lot of <laughs> parts. It's porn half and the other part is video games. But... It, there, the internet exist because they wanted to make missile launches go smoother. Mm, well, that's the origins, but the like MMOs played such a big part in in developing um, the internet as we know it today because they exist they previous to the internet. Yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting. I should look into this, I guess. Yeah, the, I didn't, the, I never thought of that. Back, I think I don't. Rem- I don't know the names, but I think it's back in 1992 or something. Uh, there was one in particular. Was it EverQuest's? Was it never winter? I don't never know. Winter? I'm not surprised yeah. if there
0: is like a story out there of somebody developing some key internet technology that was optimized towards a uh, smooth video game experience, but I haven't heard of that happening. But
3: not just the internet, even computers. Like a, a big reason why we we got uh, MP3s and stuff like that was because of video games. Uh, mm. There's a lot of advancements that just are made because there exist video games it's 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 a very impor- important part of the world that, you know, it's hard to know if you don't know that bit, but they... Well, I mean, that may be ins-
0: true, but we should also delete all video games. <laughs> okay. Control-A, okay. delete. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Got
1: chip, it. Chip delete. Chip I to the Wikipedia page and I deleted video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm banned from Wikipedia. Oh, no. Uh, All right, Kalen Demazir asks, Dear members of the podcast, have any of you ever read comics, DC or Marvel? And if so, which ones? Where'd you start? And what is your favorite one or your favorite series? He also asked for advice on how to get into comics, but I don't know if any one of us will have that kind of answer for them. I have no idea. Uh, I'm a
2: huge comic book nerd, and I'm like super burnt out on them, which is kind of (laughs) annoying. Um, Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the main trick with comic books is uh, it... You figure out what publisher you like the most. Um Uh like there's there's only a you know a couple of publishers out there and like generally they all kind of publish similar stuff. Like Marvel Marvel and DC are very much about the uh, syndicated repetitive kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and they don't really have much um they don't really have much variety with their content after a while. Um but they're probably the easiest to get into dark horse
1: universe so we can tell the same story
2: again (laughs) dark horse uh generally has the better comics quote unquote mainly because they tend to have like beginnings middles and ends um and so it's kind of like it it really depends on what you're into i like marvel for a lot of reasons but you know no big well i mean hundreds of beginnings and no real ends but um a lot of a lot of the comic sites nowadays or the comic companies have um, have mm-hmm. like access to the online archives that you can buy into for really cheap like I know Marvel's yeah. 10 bucks I think DC's 10 bucks. I don't know if uh, Dark Horse has anything like that Is and that, obviously does that
1: like you just burn through the whole backlog or something
2: sort of' oh, uh, yeah, are, good luck doing
1: that though there are I mean, limitations I mean, do you have access to them at least yeah yes. so like
2: if you wanted to go read every single um if you wanted to read every single um, x-men, yeah. X Men. Uh, if you wanted to re-read every single, there's so many. Yeah, there's there so tons. many. Uh, Especially in the, the '80s. To... Mm-hmm. If you wanted to read every single, um, uh, Spider-Man, pretty much everything. The exception mm-hmm. is they don't. Um, they don't have uh, like more recent comics. If that makes sense. Like if you're if you're looking mm-hmm. for like last month's, you know, right, uh, right. Then you're supposed to buy it. Yeah, then you then you have to buy, it. and they will sell it to you through those sites too. But uh, yeah, of course. There's supposed to be a really weird uh, thing
1: going on right now with comics, modern modernly, especially with Marvel, especially because they are now owned by Disney. And what's supposedly what's going on now with Marvel comics specifically is that they don't really care how well they do, and they just throw ideas around because basically at this point, the Marvel a as a whole, so movies. much of their money comes from comics. Yep. So little, so little money comes from uh, comics that they don't really care anymore. So they just throw ideas around just to basically workshop future movies.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh. That's basically
1: the entire point of comics now for Marvel is that they're just a subsidiary of a fu- of being a future movie script. Wow. I think.
3: I think uh, I was. I, I don't know about Dark Horse. I mean, I'm f- from Portugal, so comics are going to be different here. But uh, the only American comics, apart from Calvin and Hobbes, which I really <laughs> love, um, the Asterix only American. an
0: and Obelisk.
3: <laughs> I don't know that reference, but I, I read it in oh, Portuguese, okay. though. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the only one that I read was in actually a, a Spanish translation of The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking it up, and it's from Frank Miller, which I recognize the name. Of. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns is great. Yeah, I love that one. That was amazing. But I never got anything like it because the European comics are different, just fundamentally different. Even serials are. It's not. It's it's completely different. I get, I find. I am I'm, I'm a big fan of um um Black and Mortimer. Uh, but that's I don't know if it's still going. But it's old school stuff here from from France. I think actually mm-hmm. that's from Britain. Uh, but. Uh, if you're uh, you, it, touching on what you're saying, um, wonder. C- the problem is there's so much to read, but if you stick with the clothes stuff, because the Dark Knight Returns is, is a, it's just a single story. It's, it's, it's there. It's all there from start to finish. Uh, if you stick to that and you just want to start somewhere, I think that's that's. I find that that's a good place to start. If you can then you know proceed with your hobby of of reading comics, I mm-hmm. suppose maybe. Yeah, for me, I I've got I've
1: got super limited exposure to superhero comics because of the daunting nightmare nature of them, and because the <laughs> continuity gets so convoluted mm-hmm. that they always inevitably lead to something very stupid happening in the story as a result of its own continuity. Like, the, especially gods, always. especially when people do an idea and then like that idea is not popular, so they have to retcon the idea with really bad ideas, yeah. like the the mm-hmm. Spider-Man clone saga. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot which of was those. a thing that happened. So yeah. for me, my superhero comic exposure is is standalone is a standalone spin-off compendium type things like Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I I only really like to read instead non superhero comics that are standalone books you just get as a single thing and it's over forever when you're done with it, like Scott Pilgrim or V for Vendetta or stuff like that. Yeah. And uh the only long term comic I read is Walking Dead. Mm. And that's just it's just a weird story and I want and I just can't stop following it. <laughs> because it's it's i i think i've talked to you guys before about what well, i like about walking dead over like normal zombie stories is that like it it's like the mad max of zombie stories because instead mm-hmm. of like every zombie movie ever is like here's the apocalypse happening will they survive these like 3 days after everyone becomes zombies and then then the, 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 the credits roll when everyone dies or some magical cure happens or they escape the city or something like that mm-hmm. but in walking dead the main character is in a coma during the outbreak and wakes up after it. And the entire story for years and years is, one, is exclusively not the part of, that you hear in every other zombie story. And it's this Mad Max style, like world, the world's down, and it's just people surviving this apocalypse for a ridiculously long time.
3: I, I can totally relate with, with that appeal. That's one of the reasons why I love Fallout so much. Oh, the original ones mm-hmm. were a little bit stronger on that one. It's about the new world, not the, the old one. But it's also, its still pretty cool when you go back and just see what was lost every once in a while. I—I I, I don't have experience with the, the um, Walking Dead though, so I can't really say. It, but yeah, mm. just people surviving in a new reality. That's, yeah, I, I can relate to that.
2: There's also like web comics and stuff like that, but they kind of come and go, and it's very hard to you know now, yeah.
1: web comics are a place to look for strange long-term comics
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are mm-hmm. i mean there are some really good web comics out there it's just the problem is since they're um always done by you know self-employed labor am- of love type of yeah thing. it's it's, mm-hmm. it's labor of love which results which, in which means they never want to uh, put
1: out pages till they're totally done and you get like 12, 12 pages of lackadaisy a year well, <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> oh. Lackadaisy da- Lack is, uh, mm-hmm. was always kind of a special exception just beyond that, but, um, mm-hmm. how ridiculous is its modern art? Oh my it's god. absurd. Yeah, Lackadaisy is amazing.
1: is like, one of the seen best seen drawn comics I've lately. ever seen, period, let alone just on the internet. But right up there is, a oh, Kill six.
0: right, it's this thing. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. and then thing's right, right always looked good.
1: Right up there with Lackadaisy has Kill Six Billion Demons. Is mm-hmm. a ridiculous webcomic with a ridi- an insanely convoluted like self important story of this entire world realized by its author and crazy art style and it's mm-hmm. it just keeps going. <laughs> like the you go you go to the internet for labor or love stuff, then no p- publisher is going to like mandate where storylines go or care about like what's popular with the audience and like just wacky stuff will start happening. But it might never get finished because it's yeah. one
3: person making a thing. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. That's the trade-off Ow. you get. But but then again, I the the never get finished, that's not really a problem that ex, that's exclusive to uh, web webcomics. You yeah. you have that everywhere else. Prequel yeah. adventure
0: hasn't updated since October 31st. I should message Kazared. Like, yeah.
3: Dude. I, I
0: was
2: gonna go check that out and he uh Oh crap. Which comic and uh Prequel Adventure, it's uh Bird Bird's friend actually. Yep. Uh has a comic. And it was a comic that I read for a while up until his updates started. It's getting another cat getting a little bit smart, yeah. <laughs> yep. cat, uh, yeah. It's it's based on Morrowind, right? Yeah, uh, Oblivion. Oh, was it Oblivion? Okay, it was. Yeah. To, it was hard for. Oh god, remember.
0: talk about labor of love. It's an animated comic.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's no.
0: so it's it, a, it's Homestuck inspired. Oh boy. Um,
2: uh it's actually a not Morrowind. bad like it's decent
0: you, yeah i'm you, really you'd proud you'd of think him it for doing it like a
2: little bit uh cringy or anything like that but it's actually like a really solid thing the only mm-hmm. notable exception is uh he hasn't updated since october
0: 15th, 2015 <laughs> well I, let's see if we can make the two years
1: <laughs> he hasn't updated since like a couple months after colonel started his channel <laughs> <laughs> For just context of like age Damn. I killed him I killed his work
0: You are him Good job,
2: oh, good no. job. <laughs> Somebody
0: had to do it eventually
3: He'll oh. <laughs> appreciate me saying that
0: <laughs> or, We were really close But I haven't spoken to him in like A couple of years now I got yeah. very busy with school And uh Just kind of fell off that radar so we got five I, minutes. I, I, think anything it's, to wrap I think we're things right up about with. ready to close it. You it's know, like 2 a.m. You in the morning Do you want to hear another Wander Grinnell?
1: Farting
2: story? Or yeah, if we wanna, little, do you want to end on late. something better? Um, I mean, not Wander Farting story, but I've been going to the gym daily for the past like two weeks now. Yeah, How's that working out for you? I am daily. so Jesus. hungry <laughs> all <laughs> the time now. And it is you're so awful. You're so hungry that you ate shell. That's why she's not here. <laughs> like you should yesterday, probably, you should probably
1: explain why Shell's not here. I forgot to ever bring it yeah, yeah. up two uh, hours oh, ago. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Shell, Shell's
2: at Toricon, uh, anime yeah. convention in Rochester. Where conventions. We're, you guys go? Yeah.
1: Like oh, I thought Toricon meant
0: uh, it was about
2: like Hebrewism. How many uh, conventions funny. do you guys go per year? Um, we used to go to like six, uh, but since we moved to K- Kansas, we've kind of rolled that back. It was a lot easier when we were in uh, college because one of our friends. Literally, like, that was how she makes her living, Mm -hmm. and that's how she paid her way through college. And she did, like, Mm -hmm. you know, sexy anime boys kissing and stuff like that, and, and, (laughs) like, there's a huge market for that. And so she would just make, you know, the hundreds, if not thousands of dollars doing that, and we just kind of follow along, you know, watch her table, and maybe sell, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of random artwork slash, like, Pokemon buttons, because... Uh, we're both really good at drawing like adorable Pokemon, which is comically easy. Um, but now we've just given them Disney it back eyes. down to two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so we went to the it's one one's locally here, which actually made Shell like two thousand dollars, which she was surprised by because she was like really nervous about it. Because for the most part, we were always just riding this other girl's coattails. So suddenly, like, we're kind mm-hmm. of off on our own here and um and so we weren't really sure if like we were going to if we were going to be okay or not and then shell's making bank uh but yeah so she's a Toracon which is in rochester new york and because her parents live there too so it's like super easy to justify going mm-hmm. well you know let shell know that i wish wish
0: her a happy uh, sabbath um you know uh- shalom and all that and uh <laughs> i hope
2: she has a good toracon. <laughs> I was I was going to play Doom today and I forgot. felt oh, bad about that. But you know, playing like a game of shooting is demons on, very, on like Easter. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I can think I of nothing more Easter
0: Easter-y than like Oh yeah, happy Easter everybody. Let's play Doom. But not Colonel RPG cuz his Easter's already over. Does it
3: work uh, out? Yeah, oh he's... yeah,
0: well timing I guess. Yeah.
3: Time zones. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ah. Well,
3: well so, I, I I managed so. to eat a, a whole box of uh, Ferrero Rocher and uh, in today oh, in damn. like like six hours. I showed that's, it actually earlier. Oh man, that's, that's why I'm not going to leave to 150. <laughs> uh, it's rare. It's rare, so it shouldn't be much of a problem. I don't eat. I I do like my sweets, but I don't eat them too often, so it's not too bad. <laughs> that's good because if you if you kept if that I did up, was, you would yeah. be the next Wolfred
0: Colonel RPG. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. all right so to close all this right. out you can find the audio version of this podcast at soundcloud.com slash four nerds you can send us questions at four nerds questions at gmail.com if we haven't answered it yet we may in the future we have definitely have a bit of a backlog uh you can find my channel at youtube.com slash sebastian sb wanderbot is at slash is that slash wanderbots with a s and Birdcatcher is Birdcatcher Games and kernel RPG. I don't think has a custom URL, but he'll be in. There'll be a link it's in the description, or you can search kernel RPG. It's uh, kernel RPG Gaming. Yeah. Because damn, you, you have your shit together tonight, Keith. Good job. I was opening tabs and prepping things. They he said it's kernel RPG Gaming. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: YouTube. Yeah. I can't is. do it. All right, but yeah, thank you all for watching tonight.
1: So Thank you very future. much for having me. Thank you in the yeah. future. <laughs> and, if you, and
0: if you subscribe
1: to me and Wander and Colonel RPG, then you can get approximately 20 videos about RPGs per day. <laughs> <laughs>